This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Helps if I put myself on the screen, doesn't it? <laughs> Just to kick off the show. Uh, anyway, guys, welcome, welcome this evening uh, to another episode of Extra Time. This is the uh, the Wolves fan phoning, uh, where basically anyone can come on the show and talk about the issues of the day. We talk. We're looking at the uh, the last game, uh, Wolves losing to Premier League champions. Uh, Manchester City. There's a lot of talking points around that game. We're going to be looking forward as well uh, to the next set of fixtures. But there is a, a, a again. There's quite a lot of split views on uh, the future of Wolves head coach uh, Bruno Large, and we've got a couple of a uh, couple of chaps making their debut today. We've got Nick and Tom. Uh, that have uh, very strong views in their opinions that now's the time to get uh, to make a change of management. And I've invited them because he put onto the show because it's very important to hear everyone's views. And I'll obviously be asking the question to all of uh, the rest of the uh, the guys. We've got a, a jam packed show. We've got up to uh, I think we've got nine uh, nine con- uh, pundits coming on the show tonight. Uh, I do want to say a big thank you to uh, Wolf Life, the local um, insurance brokers over in uh, Bilston, who uh, help power and pay for the uh, for the stream that I'm able to just put this on live for you. Um, you can get a quote on life insurance in the description below, and you also, if you fill that form in, you get in, you actually get into a draw to win a Wolves shirt. So, also tonight we will be having. A uh, the spin the wheel back, but you might if you're listening to this on the podcast, you might have um, heard the the little start at the beginning, uh, the little the little soundbite about the Talksport fan network. We haven't done a uh, an official announcement on this yet, uh, but the Always Walls podcast uh, is going to be the official Walls podcast of the Talksport fan network, which is something that we're excited about. And there'll be more details on that coming up. So let's get stuck in uh, to today. 
and my first guest is Jason Guy. How you doing, Jason? Sorry, I was just arguing on Twitter. Dave, how are you? Mate, I know you've dropped a... First of all, yeah. Jason, before we get stuck into the game, I just want to say I really enjoyed the evening with you at the Mount Hotel uh, on Thursday, the Wolves quiz. Um, it was fantastic to see, I think, 11 or 12 uh, teams that went yeah. in there and it raised... Uh, can you tell everyone how much money you raised and for what causes and uh, what the causes are about, Jason? Yeah, we did a Wolves quiz uh, at the Mount Hotel. Um, we had teams from Always Wolves, the Wolves fan cast, the Wolves supporters trust raised £1,300, which was split between Breast Cancer Now, uh, the 1P36 Family Trust and the uh, new Cross Neonatal Department, which are all causes very close to my heart. So thank you for everybody that attended and supported and you made a massive difference. Fantastic. Well, Jason, you're an absolute legend. You do so much for great causes, mate. And um, it was a really fun evening. And, uh, you know, it was I – mean, the people were brilliant there as well. It was such a good night. And fantastic that you raised such an Thank amount. You. And your next event coming up is? Is Dean Saunders, the, one of the best managers in Wolves history after Stan Cullis. Um, he's on 27th of October. So if you fancy coming to see Dean and me giving him a really hard time, get in touch with me on Twitter and uh, I can secure you a ticket. Fantastic. And, and is there still ticket available? Uh, yes, there is. Yeah, there is. And Dave, well done for winning as well, because you've kept that quiet. So Always well, Wolves. <laughs> I know, yeah, the Always Wolves, uh, we had an A team and a B team, and um, the A team came out top, and I think yeah, the B team come a joint third or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's so, right. Like I said, thank you for your support. Uh, it meant a lot to me. I had a lot of hard work asking the questions, hosting it, being the DJ and the music uh, section. But listen, I wouldn't change. It was brilliant. And thank you for all your support. Brilliant, mate. And uh, we'll be back defending the title if you run it again next year, mate, for sure. That's without any shadow of a doubt. And don't forget, you also you also run the uh, the Great North one at the weekend as well. You never stop, do you, Jace? I've, been out. I've got the Manchester Half Marathon on the 9th of October because I struggle to say no to people. And uh, <laughs> someone said to me, do you want to do the Manchester Half? And I just went, yes, without thinking. I've booked in for that. And listen... I'm 18 stone. I'm not built for running. But anyway, we all do what we can, don't we, Dave? You do, mate. Well, let's get stuck onto the game. We've already got yeah. 80 watching live on the stream, and there'll be loads more that will watch it back on catch-up. Uh, be joined, jumping in during the show and, of course, listening back on the uh, on the podcast. It's going to be the usual format, Jason. But, I mean, you've seen the debates going on on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, how are you feeling a day on from the game? How did you see the match yourself? How did you see it? So, when I got to the game, I was quietly confident in as much as, can we do something? This is probably the, the you, you look at the team on paper, the, the best assembled Wolves team in, in, in a while, uh, in recent times and in my lifetime, with the signings that we've made. However... I've then seen a post on Twitter about Jose Sarr in the tunnel and they're about to go out. Neves is in front, Sars behind um, and Sars pandering to Kevin De Bruyne's ego and going, oh, uh, take it easy on us today. A couple of people have come at me on Twitter and said, oh, no, he actually wasn't saying that. He was saying, don't go out first. Listen, let's not... <laughs> you know what? We'd lost that game before we even went out, right? So... With that mentality that 
Sars saying to Kevin De Bruyne, take it easy on us. It's like we're the underdogs. Just absolute ridiculous mentality. Um, inexperienced showed. I put another tweet on Twitter today. Dropped a huge bomb. Cody, you know, would have made a difference. I think it was a, a mistake getting rid of him. And I stand by it. When Cody first went, I actually thought it was a good footballing decision. Um, the start to this season is probably our easiest that we've had in recent times in the Premier League, right, in terms of the opposition we've played. We can't choose who we play. When we play against Man City and Chelsea and Liverpool and Arsenal, we have to turn up. We have to, we have to, um, uh, we have to set up as we would against Southampton and Brighton, etc., etc. Um, Collins' challenge. When I talk about inexperience, when I'm saying why we're missing Cody, Cody's not going to make a challenge like that on the halfway line against Jack Grealish. Who? Yes. Listen, we was. 56 seconds into the game, we straight away were up against it. I understand that. Collins, as much as I um, I think he's a good player, great player, um, I'm really pleased that, that, that we signed him for the money we signed him for, etc., etc. You don't make a challenge like that on the halfway line against Manchester City. You just don't. And he, and he, and he proved fatally. He gets sent off. Is, that, and is it three games he's out for now? Three? I believe, I believe it's three games. But then I've heard that, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, I believe it's three games. That's what I've heard. Then Ruben Neves gets put to centre-half, um, which, for, 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 for whatever reason, does large trust his bench. So, on his bench, you've got Mosquera and Gomez, centre-halves. Dave, might as well. If he's not going to use them, let's have me and you on the bench. I'll tell you what, um, the producer, actually, uh, Emma, said something about that. What message... Of confidence, does it send well, to those two centre backs? I'll tell you now, Dave. It sends a really, really uh, low confidence message. Of course, I also understand that you know his game plan wasn't to go a goal behind after fifty-six seconds, and it clearly wasn't to have a centre half sent off uh, when Nathan Collins was putting Ruben Neves at centre half for me. Uh, actually, uh, underpins my point of the fact that yes, someone who's a ball playing centre-half who can play, because that's been uh, the defence for Neves, playing at centre-half, in as much as he can play the ball forward. Yes, we had more options up front. OK, so we had more options up front. Was we really expecting to get anything from that game with 10 men? Why not give some confidence to a defender who's the natural defender than put Ruben Neves... Listen, this is a player who could leave us in January. Let's, let's put a message of intent out to Neves. Oh, Ruben, now you're centre-half. What happens when uh, Jose Sarr gets sent off next week? And if we keep playing the ball across Well, he the might back, play him in goal. Well, exactly that. So, why don't we play players to our strengths? Why are we playing Ruben Neves as centre-half? Can I, give, can I just be a little that? bit... Um, come back to you on that. I, I mean... Yes. I, I, get, I, I guess I, I'm the same, obviously, because I think... Uh, was it Totti that was actually stripping off? But I don't know whether in yeah. Bruno's mind he was thinking Neves has got the the range of passing to get the ball upfield quick. And to be fair, Neves was outstanding. He was playing two positions in that game yeah, at simultaneously defence. Yeah, and yeah. he was he was immense. Dave, I agree. Is he going to be playing two positions for Man City or Arsenal? Or Juventus or Barcelona. No, he's not. So he, ain't gonna be, he doesn't want to be playing for walls neither. Right. We can't sugarcoat the fact that we had two defenders on the side of the pitch 
that Bruno would not bring on. So we yeah. then relied on a centre midfield to cover our defence, which in my opinion, rightly or wrongly, is absolutely ridiculous. So on Twitter, when I've only got 144 characters and then I'm defending myself against 144 Neanderthals, it's really difficult. But yeah. on here, if people... Uh, can can understand my point. Listen, Ruben Neves is a fantastic player. He is. He's not a centre-half, right? He shouldn't be a centre-half. And if they're worrying about the fact that, oh, we needed to keep strikers on, uh, well, we lost the game 3-0, so it didn't work anyway. So my point is, Gomez, um, uh, Mosquera, listen, what have we got to lose? Let, let, them, let them go out there and be heroes. Let them go out there and prove themselves. No, well, it, it, I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean, I think we were all surprised, actually. I thought, to be honest, I think the, it happened on about the 33rd minute and he didn't make the change. I was expecting the change to be made at least at half-time and then the same team comes back out again. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, and to be fair, we, I thought, you know, I, gave, I mean, I gave it quite a high rating um, straight after the game. Um, because I thought we were incredibly brave with 10 men. We still tried to play football. We could, I mean, I watched the... Uh, I thought maybe I was a bit deluded afterwards when hearing some of the comments because I always try and speak from the heart and I, am, I always try and look on the positive side. But I felt quite positive coming out of the game, personally, because we tried to play football. And when I watched the analysis back on Match of the Day, they said kind of the same thing. Some of the football yeah. we played, the way we cut through the lines, we were, even with ten men, um, we were still trying to play, and that gives yeah. me confidence on the fact that we didn't have, lie down. We didn't just put ten men behind the ball. We did try to play some football. We did try to okay, we couldn't, we can't score, uh, and we got you know the the new guys injured after forty five minutes. Rolls injured. Triori, who I thought would have been perfect for that game, was out with an abductor. Then you've got yeah. Costa, who's not ready. We did, we don't, we, you know, Fabio's yeah, but, out alone and we don't have a recall. But, I mean, that's probably down but, more to Scott Sellers, isn't it? But, the fact but that we haven't got a recall about, on. Let's talk about Costa. So I'll put the point about Cody and everyone's saying, oh, we've got, we've had the best defensive record this season. It's out and all this, right? Okay. Look at the running we've had to start the season. As I said, we can't choose to play Southampton and Brighton every week or whoever we, we, we're likely to play, right? So, it's, you know, <clears throat> the strikers, yes, I understand that's evidence. Yesterday was not about strikers. We was never going to beat Manchester City 4-3. And Diego Costa, am I excited about him signing? Yes. Did I like the Wolf video when he's got a mall on chains and all that? Oh, I loved it. Absolutely brilliant. However... We can't rely too heavily on a 33-year-old to turn this season around, to turn the goals around, because it is not going to happen. So let's be realistic. Is he going to score 30 goals this season? We'll be lucky if he scores 10. I hope he scores 10. I if hope he scores 10, that's good. Well, I'll be happy if he yeah, scores 10. But Dave, we're, what we're all doing, me included, we're all thinking he's going to be the cost of old from Chelsea. Well, if that's the case, why didn't we take a chance on Andy Carroll and hope he's going to be the... Andy Carroll of old. We've got to be realistic here. Diego Costa's already come out and said, don't expect too much early doors. And I think that's quite right. We've got a massive problem scoring goals, a huge problem. Is Costa going to be the answer? The jury's out. Yesterday was not about scoring goals. Yesterday was not about shipping goals. So stars in the tunnel saying, come on, Kevin, don't score too many today. 
And then we go out there, we get a defender sent off for a petulant challenge. And then Ruben Neves goes at centre half. That is nothing to do with the strikers. So where are you? Where are you on Bruno Large right now? I mean, if like we're coming into the international break, are you of the opinion that okay, the next set of fixtures he needs to be given those? Are you of the opinion that he needs to go now, or are you of the opinion that it needs to go through to the uh, to the World Cup break and then make a change? Because obviously his argument is, well, I've got no strikers. I'm trying to play the football. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bed yeah. in all these new players that I've only that the board yeah. have only just got for me. Yes, he's only won yeah. one in fourteen. Wolves only yeah. scored thirty-eight out of thirty-eight goals last year. He was brought in with a mandate yeah. to play attacking goals and score sc- football and score lots of goals. We've scored three in seven this year. This year so far. Where where are you? Where's your mindset right now on on large? And I will ask everyone this. So when I put my Cody tweet out, people were saying about the the, defen- uh, the stats of the defence. You know, it's a uh, you know it's a great start to the listen. Uh, stats do not lie, and Bruno Large. I listen. I'm a happy clapper, and I'll maintain this, Dave. And I will back people to the hilt. Realistically, um, how far can we defend this? How you know? Yes, I know it was Man City. I get that. But we've got what we got Chelsea and West Ham next. So it's not yeah, getting West any Ham, easier. Chelsea and then Forest. West Ham, Chelsea and Forest. So it's not going to be any easier. Oh, great. We're going to get three points against Forest potentially. But but if we're, if we're looking at that mantra, oh, Forest is going to be a, a must-win game. Well, then yeah. we're in relegation battle. So we've got to be realistic. Um, do I want Large to go? No. For the only reason that I don't want there to be then loads of upheaval at the club. New coaches, new physios, new this, new that, new the other. So I'm thinking, do you know what? Give Large a crack. And then I've got to think, well, actually, um, he's got his players now. We're X amount of games into the season. We can talk about injuries all we want. And now the suspension with Collins. For me, it's not working. So it's one of them. Do we wait till the World Cup? Do we wait till January? Is it going to be too late? Um, I don't know. But right now, we're in 17th position in the Premier League, um, and it's not looking great. Do you see that? And do you see, like, yesterday, like it was a team that was not playing for the manager that didn't try and play football that, you know, I mean, I'm kind of like, where I am, where I'm at, and obviously this is my view, is I've been swinging left and right with regards to this. Um the Southampton game was definitely a, a must win. I think most of us went into the into the Manchester City game thinking, well, we probably will lose, but we hope we can get maybe a point. And you never know, on our day, we can we, we beat them twice before we can do it again. It one nil down after 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 fifty six seconds, and then Haaland does what Haaland does, and then Collins goes off. You like after thirty three, the game's up pretty much. But then I yeah. saw a team that was. But the that the had heart that were brave that was trying to play. Yeah. Even Pep Guardiola said that. So it doesn't look like a team that's given up the goat, that's surrendered, that don't yeah. believe in themselves. They they look like a team that do. They're just missing the final the final bit. And I still feel there's hope there if that we've got to give them another three games. And if it fails then, probably then would be... I mean, if we lose to Forrest at home, he's gone. No doubt about it. 
But like two weeks' time after the international break, hopefully Raul will be fit. Costa will be maybe on the bench. We've got to deal without Collins yet, which is unfortunate. He's been sent off twice this year, more than anyone else uh, in the Premier League. He got sent off for Burnley as well as a young lad. He made a mistake. He was gutted. You know, fair play. He stayed after the uh, the game to apologise for his, his challenge, but he needs to learn from that. But he is a great player. But like once again, sorry, Dave. Can I just jump in there? Why is he apologising to Jack Grealish? Well, you know, I, I, maybe that's the type of person okay. he is because it was dangerous challenge. And he, yeah, but but why is he? I don't know. Listen, I'm just really disappointed, and it goes back to the start. Are we too nice, perhaps? It goes back to the time when, like I said, right at the very start of the game, when Saar is pandering um, to Kevin De Bruyne. And I just think maybe we're too nice. I don't know. Um, I'm really excited by the team that he's got and the players that he's put together, but I'm still not seeing enough. Am I seeing any better football than under Nuno? Give me pelters. No, I'm not. No, I'm not at all. And it's sometimes the in-game management... Nuno's was questioned. Bruno's, to me, I'm really questioning it. You know, I can't, I I can't yeah. argue with that because we've talked about it on here before. He leaves his substitutions really late. Sometimes yeah. we've been losing the game and he'll just throw every single forward that he's got on, like a scattergun approach and stuff like that. So I can't argue with that. Um, so there's, you know, absolutely good points. And, and Jason, we're going to, obviously, on the, uh, the, uh, the, the podcast that we record uh, at yours over on Thursday, we're obviously going to talk a lot more in depth on this. Can you uh, give me your highlight of the day? your player rating and your man of the match? Uh, the, uh, well, man of the match, um, Neves, because he, he got asked to do a job that he shouldn't have been asked to do. Um, rating for the day, 6 out of 10. Highlight of the day, uh, London Wolves had their AGM afterwards and kindly gave me a cheque for £200 for the Footsteps Foundation because... You know, I, I'm not saying um, I couldn't really see a great positive on the pitch, Dave. Whichever way you look at it, I couldn't. With a goal down after 56 seconds, we get a player sent off after half an hour. The in-game management was poor. You know, yes, we look great in patches. Yeah, Pep Guardiola said we did well. Man City fans said to me we did well. We've lost 3-0 at home. I know Man City are a great team, but aren't we supposed to be competing with these great teams? We're not. So, for me, very little... Positives on the pitch, and I'm the happiest clapperdade you've ever met. I'm not question. happy. Okay, final question before we get on to the spin the wheel question. Yeah. Would you sack Bruno Large? Not tomorrow because it's the funeral. I don't think anyone could do something like. Would you sack him on Tuesday? Yes or no? Uh, uh, if you're the chairman. What would you be doing? Would you be sacking him? Yes. Oh, Dave. Come on. But listen, I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, Yes, how it works is in football now. They've always got someone lined up. Large was obviously lined up before Bruno. Uh, before Nuno, uh, Bruno Large was lined up. Um, if it was down to me, I'd have someone lined up. So right now, I'm telling you, I would not sack Bruno Large because I've got nobody lined up. But if I did have someone lined up, he's toast. He's gone. I've got I've I've got a theory on this, which I'll talk about more uh, as we go through on uh, on on the on what I think they might be waiting for. But I'll talk a little bit more about this on with the uh, the next guest. So hopefully you'll watch a little bit of that because I have got a theory on it. Jason, it's time for you to spin the wheel. Okay. 
Um, so let me go and do this. Is always a bit of fun if you if you knew one. We got the uh, the spin the wheel. Um, here it comes up on the screen. Can you see it, Jason? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to spin the wheel. This is your question for this week. I'm going to spin it now. It's rolling. It's going across. And brilliant. It is. If you can sign anyone for Wolves tonight, who would it be? So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to let him get back on the Manchester City team, Coach. Uh, Harland, for me, will be, and you can quote me on this if you want, the most complete player the Premier League has ever seen. He's got absolutely everything for me. He really has. So, yeah, Haaland is coming to Wolves. Um, we're not sacking Bruno Large just yet. We'll give Bruno Large three games with Haaland. If we haven't won one, he's out. <laughs> mate, I love it as always. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to catching up with you on Thursday as well, mate. No Let us give us the uh, the times and stuff for that. But, yeah, if you well, agree that... with Jason, obviously in the comments, we've now got over 140 watching live. Uh, please smash a like on the video if you uh, if you love having Jason on as well. And uh, we're going to bring on our next guest. Jason, thanks ever so much. I'd lo I would I think that's you. a great answer, Harland. I think we'd all want him. Cheers. See you in a bit, mate. Thank you. So that's Jason Guy, um, obviously re friend of the show and regular pundit on here. Uh, recording a podcasting with him uh, later on in the week. Next up, we've got Manny. How you doing, mate? You're right, Dave. How you doing? How's everybody out there tonight? Absolutely good. Now, before we get on to talking about the football, yeah. uh, let's I always leave it towards the end when I ask you about oh. this. Can you uh, give us the latest update on your crazy next man? Time? You know what? I'm just thinking, mate. We, I'm going to be walk, walking to Chelsea, and there'll be no manager. <laughs> I think I might take Diego Costa with me. That could be his debut. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the latest update is I just hope it doesn't bloody rain. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I've not, not, not even thought about the weather. Yeah, man. Imagine if it rains or it's oh man. Anyway, so yeah, it's it's pretty much all decided now. Each day has been planned. Setting off at five o'clock in the morning from Molyneux, early hours in October. So it, it's going to be dark, and I'm going to walk to Banbury in that first day, fifty-four miles, which will be around eighteen hours of walking that first day. Um, constant wow. walking. I won't be stopping. I'll be eating on the go. I'll be because I have to average about three, three and a half, four miles per hour. So um, that's the first day, and then um, uh, getting up six o'clock in the morning, walking from Banbury to Chesham, which is another forty-eight miles, and then obviously I'll be going. Um, uh, my link is on all my um, social media accounts. I will. I'll post it again, Dave, in a bit, and, and I'll, I'll put, put it on the screen for you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, um, uh, and then the, the final day on the Saturday, we'll be walking down to Chelsea, which will be 26 miles, setting off again, six in the morning, hopefully to see Wolves, you know, take Chelsea apart or maybe score a goal, maybe even get a corner. I don't know, but hopefully something positive on that day. Um, it's completely, the more I think about it, the more bonkers it gets. I'm trying, I've bought stuff, I bought a rucksack, I bought all my supplies that I need. Um one pound per mile, mate. That is unbelievable. Are you <laughs> is that key? Yeah, I'll I'm tell you what, such a lad is a real top chat. He really does support uh, mate, I know people. who that is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant guy, you know. And and to be honest, you fans are unbelievable. You know, I've, I've can't believe the um, I think we've 
since I announced it, I think there's about £1,800 already come in and it's still three weeks away. So um, it is it is pretty... And then obviously got Smoke Saturday the following week. That could be like, you know, that could be Bruno's last game, Smoke <laughs> Mate, we need to uh, we need to give him a, a, a powered samosa for that day so we can get three right. goals or something. This is exclusive, Dave. Next Monday, we're delivering um, uh, samosas to Bruno Large. Will he still be at the club? <laughs> <laughs> Where am well, I going? <laughs> well, we'll I, I, I think probably yes, but we'll have to wait and uh, wait and see. I've, are you going to be having like a little tracker, so like a money thing, so people can track you? A money thing. <laughs> Yeah, because obviously we're all paying deep respects to the Queen. It's been amazing to see. But, you know, from October 6th, I'm sure Sky News will have a, <laughs> a rolling camera on me now. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll keep updating people and um, uh, and see what we can do and um, try and give you my location. It's exciting, where I am. mate. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, catching you just, uh, you know, for the last little bit with Paul and, and all yeah that. brilliant I mean if fans want to turn out at the end you know you'll follow me and if you want to walk you know because it is a thing even though I'm doing it pretty much on my own you know nothing works without everybody's help and um and and the and the charities need our help it doesn't matter if we're struggling in our own lives there's always somebody that is struggling much worse than what we are you know Absolutely, mate. I mean, and uh, we'll keep obviously plugging it here on the channel and stuff like that. And, and uh, yeah, just, you know, I think you're mad, but if there's one person that can, Manny can. You know, I said this. If there's anyone <laughs> that can do this, yes. you can. Right, mate. Onto the uh, onto the game. Let me just. I want to talk initially okay. about your feelings about the game. How you felt coming out this, uh, after the game? Were you positive? Were you okay. not? You know, Dave, yeah, Dave. I was really, really busy that day, so. If it was a three o'clock kickoff, I wouldn't have made it. So I made it, but I knew I had to leave on 75 minutes. I had to leave because I had to be in Birmingham by three o'clock. We had some voluntary work down there. So obviously you're expecting it to be all over when you're leaving early. And obviously it was, it ended. So, you know, going into Man City at home, knowing the kind of run that we'd been on um, and having won our last game, but, you know, um, but, pretty much scraped to win and but I got off the, the you're sort of hoping that you can just compete so every time we played Man City my hope is stay in the game stay in the game stay in the game so 60 seconds later bang you're 1-0 down you're 1-0 down against pretty much the most complete footballing side the Premier League has ever seen nobody is going to stop Man City this season nobody Harland will score ones and twos in his on his quiet days. On on his um, freakish days, he'll score fours, fours and fives. The guys are freak. Right, well, you know, he and, um, over, ten, over ten already. Fourteen, fourteen, 14 in all competitions. Crazy. Yeah. It is a crazy. You know, uh, he's on fourteen. Wolves are on three. We're not going to catch him either. I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. So, you know, the expectation levels have dropped because we've seen. Uh, side struggle since April, one win. You're not going to go in against the champions and take them apart. What are you going to do against them? So you've got to stay in the game, stay in the game, compete. And then hopefully when you get chances, take them. And Guedes had a shot and Neto had one go wide. And it wasn't though we didn't have chances or we didn't have moments, even though we're playing without a striker. So, you know, to end the game 3-0 after, you know, losing a man, 
with a sending off and 2-0 down, 3-0 is a good result. <laughs> it's a very good result because pretty much they could have stepped up all the gears they wanted and, and completely and utterly took us apart that second half. Um, so, in a way, there was a little bit of, after the 10 men, a little bit of respectability we got back and actually we played better with 10 men. I, th I thought we did as well. I think Pep Guardiola actually we said on the 30th so better. better than 11. You know what? When people say, how much is that to do with Man City taking the foot of the gas? Those players from Man City are desperate to perform. Why? Because Alvarez, Mares, they've got so many great players on the bench who are waiting to take their places. So people like Grealish are desperate. They're not going to take their foot of the gas. When they get a chance, they're going to keep going for it. Wolves actually... For long periods at the second half, even out footballed them. You know, Nunes, the positions he takes are just unbelievable. What a player he is. Really, really good player. And obviously, Ruben Neves, unpopular opinion. I thought it was an absolute masterstroke putting him out the back. You know what? I, I actually, that's what I, I, that's what I was saying. I the way we, you know, we've got 11 men. Yeah, we've got 11 men and now we're down to 10. How do we soften the impact of going down? We play somebody who's got the potential of playing both positions. <laughs> and he did. He made us look like we weren't missing a midfielder because Gomez and um, Mascara are better defenders than Ruben Neves. Of course they are. They're better defenders. Manchester City don't play long balls down the channels. So actually, Ruben Neves didn't have to do much defending. He All he had to do was pass. You have to keep the ball. When you're down to 10 men, you've got to keep the ball. So after 10 minutes, you know, we were expecting a defender to be brought on and never stayed on. And I pretty much thought to protect, yeah, maybe we should have um, uh, gone for it and put, put Neves further up and put a defender in, but we could have maybe have been taken apart. I don't know. So, maybe... Manny, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of like, I see both sides and that's where I said when I was, I got on my Twitter, I yeah. said I thought it was brave what we did, yeah. what he did. Because for yeah. two reasons, because obviously you left the defense on the defenders on the bench, but I, I thought it was actually worked out quite well. But like, it was the highest if you see the second game. half and you see that that goal, I've watched it back on much of that because the other end to me, we had a brilliant chance to make it two one from yeah. um, Geddes in the Red middle of the and middle. Just totally miskicked it, yeah. And it, again, we fluffed our lines. We that fluffed, was you know, our problems. Game. We know where our problems are. They are. For three years now, I've been you, I've been talking to you for how long? We can't score, we can't score, we can't score. We didn't score against under Nuno. We didn't score under Bruno. We can't score goals. We don't score goals. Three goals in seven matches. Given the run we had, this was our first real serious, serious, serious test. Man City, Fulham, Bournemouth, you know, Newcastle. These sides, we could not break them down. We couldn't create chances and we couldn't score goals. That's the most worrying part of this don't, whole... Don't episode. forget, Bournemouth went to Newcastle and got a point. Since yeah, the 9-0, they they've, they've taken five points. They've, they've Mate, been... I understand, but you've got to look at Wolves. I look at Wolves and Wolves do not score goals, period. Yeah. Wolves are not a goal-scoring team. Guess what? In football, if you can't score goals, you're not going to be very good. Play netball or volleyball or something else that doesn't require a net, you know, to put a ball in in, in the back of the net. So, you know, that's the biggest issue. He hasn't solved it. Yes, he's been unlucky in terms of Raul hasn't come back the way he should have. 
and then he's got injured. Yes, he signed a striker 50, 45 minutes later. He's crocked. We've signed Costa. Is he really going to be I'm anything for us? I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be the Costa of old. If he's a Costa of old, you know, then we've got a head of a plate. But I just don't think that will happen. Yes, I think he'll add something to us, and it's, it's exciting to see. But in all the forward positions, we have lost key players. Um, and the ones that are playing, Neto, Pedence, just keep fluffing their lines. Let's be honest, Neto. Well, Pedence you know is how good Neto is. Good twice. Yeah, Neto is a good, good player. We know he is a good player. He had that season where he, and then he had that horrendous injury. Since he's come back, it just seems like he needs a goal. He needs a. He just needs something. There's because... an argument, though, with Neto, because we're playing this inverted winger type of thing. Is that what's causing him to... Left. He's got to play on the left. Everybody's been shouting, he's got to play on the left. It's his favourite position. That's a way where he scored all his goals from in that season, where, you know, the lockdown season, especially after Raul got injured, he was pretty much, you know, carried us that season. And um, uh, I can't see why he never plays down the left. He just seems uncomfortable crossing with his right foot. He's uncomfortable shooting with his right foot. That's know. a decision. That, that That is a managerial tactical decision, isn't it? You know it? what? We've got to separate. And we could talk all night. I've got to separate what happened on Saturday to Bruno Large because Saturday is Man City. Let's, you know, nothing's changed. After we beat Southampton, were people expecting us to beat Man City? Probably not, you know, and after the sending off, especially, you're definitely not expecting us to beat them. You're pretty much expecting a hammering. And so to come out with 3-0, it's as good as we probably could have done from that game. And actually, the second half, it was the... Let's put it this way. That's the highest possession we've ever had against Man City in all the years that we've played them since we've been back. In the Premier League, we've never had that much of the ball against Man City. And that was down to us as well. We kept the ball better. We passed the ball better. Nunes just carries the ball so, so well in midfield. You know, Bubakar Traore came on and looked good for those. You know, I only watched it. I actually, yeah, I thought he had a good cameo as well. I thought he looked composed on the ball. I I think there's still hopeful stuff to take out of Man City. But let's separate Man City away from the situation we find ourselves in. For me, four goals since April. Four goals since April. People well, scored four home, goals in a half. Goals at home. Wolves have scored four goals at home since April. Man City scored eight. Mate, you know, it is ridiculous. You know, um, can somebody tell me the last time a Wolves player scored in front of the South Bank? Because it hasn't uh, happened this season. I'll tell you what, Carl Whitehouse will probably be on that. He's our resident... Uh, last time a Wolves player scored in front of the South Bank in the in the Premier League. I can't remember. I, I <laughs> had a black time, though, we, didn't see, we didn't see a goal in front of the North Bank. It was all down the other end. So we're, we, we are luckily getting a, no, whatever goals you know, we get down the end where football, I am. Football is a strange business and pretty much what me or you say, you know, doesn't really have that much impact in the boardrooms results are the be all and end all we will go down if we carry on this trajectory we've played 16 games what we've got nine points from the last 16 games you've got to look at it people say oh it's a new season we had jason's completely right this was the easiest start we could have ever asked for you know it's promoted sides sides that are i mean 
you look at that Newcastle game, we were winning and that terrible mistake happens. You look at Fulham at home, just couldn't break them down. Fulham did play a glove on us. You look at Leeds away, we pretty much dominated that second half. But we couldn't score. So this has to, we can't just say, let's carry on. Another game, another game, another game, another game. How long for? Is it too long? That's the question I want to ask you now, Manny. Yeah, we're not talking obviously. West Ham for me, West Ham's the last his last chance saloon. So, we lose against West Ham. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I can see maybe the change happening before. I got a feeling. No, I was talking about my theory on this. I think they're waiting to see what happens with Lopetegui at at Sevilla because Lopetegui, we we all know going back to when Fosen first came in, he what he got the guy, he got the Wolves job. Then took the Spanish job. He's done a fantastic job at Sevilla. They won the Europa League. They did well in the Champions League. They've had a bad start this year. He's he's teetering this year on the brink. Uh, they drew nil nil. Uh, he's had a stay of execution. He might get the push. And I think this is what it comes back to: the stars might align in that sort of point. They might go well. We can get him, and that mm-hmm. might be the point. If Bruno doesn't pick up and Lopetegui goes, they'd they they go in for him and get him. And you know, honest, I'm not too worried about upheaval as such because managers do get a reaction straight away. You've seen, for example, like Bournemouth. You've seen teams that have lost their managers this season already. Suddenly, the team gets a reaction straight away. So you know, players are proud people, and and it's sometimes just a different voice in the dressing room changes the whole shifts the whole mentality. Um, you know, full circle, what we saw with Jose Sar, you know, TV will always pick everything up. You're never going to hide. Those things probably happened in the old days, but we never knew, did we? Because there was never a camera pushed in people's faces. Now, Jose Sar is, for me, you know, completely out of order. You've got to be tunnel vision. You know, I would haul Jose Sar over the coals for that. What are you doing, mate? He's You're a bit of a out. joke, you know, in Yeah, yeah, but the joke isn't that. Dave... There's a time and a place for a joke. Oh, I agree, but I have to that put the lining up side by side. You line up, and you your your vision should just be the pitch. I'm going on that pitch, and I'm going to show you what you know. I'm made of. I'm not scared of any of you. To turn around to your opponent and you know laugh or joke or whatever he did is wrong. That mentality has to go away. If we're going to have that type of, I don't know. People say too nice. It's not too nice. It's just, this is your job. That 90 minutes is your job to go on that pitch, to give your all. Don't give a damn about the opposition. Would you be calling him in for a special chat? If I was a manager, if I was a manager and I saw that video, I'd be on the phone to him straight away. What the hell do you think? To be fair, I'd, I'd question myself. Why are my players like that? Why are my players like that? I want my players to be focused. There's 30,000 people who've just paid a, you know, a hell of a fortune. Um, to watch us play football in while we're struggling and we need and I'm having a laugh and a joke with their star player before the game. No, that can't happen. We've got to be more focused than that. Maybe that having happens. a Diego Costa in the dressing room will help because you know he is a bit of a joker, but when it comes to playing the game, he's the manager the manager cool. does set the standards though. You know, I'm pretty yeah. sure. You know, Nuno's gone, and I'm not looking back and saying, "Oh, bring Nuno back." The football was better. We had, yeah, we had the best days of our lives under Nuno, but that's gone. I'm going to change 
you know, we ain't going to change anything by, you know, that's that's gone. We've got to look forward. But I'm pretty sure that wouldn't happen even even under him. I think, you know, Nuno would be livid if he saw someone having a laugh and a joke with an opposition player before the game starts. So, yeah, I was that was that was that was wrong for me. And they and time is running out. I put a tweet out, you know, not as controversial as um, Jason's. But I, what I did say was in life, in any job, whether you're a manager, whether you're in your job, Dave, or whatever these guys do at home, you have to prove yourself. And that buys you time. So if we'd have beaten Leeds, maybe, or Bournemouth, got a couple of results, scraped, we would have been on 10, 11 points. That buys Bruno more time to develop his... doesn't mean we're any better. It doesn't mean we've got the shape right. It doesn't mean our striking problems are solved. But we've bought, he's bought himself some time. Because that hasn't happened, now he's moved from buying time to borrowed time. Now he's on borrowed time. Because this cannot continue, it cannot continue. Well, because he literally, he literally, as with for you, he's got to win uh, the game at West Ham. So, what are your like highlights, player of the match highlights? Okay, highlight. I met you know before the game, I met somebody. He came up to me and introduced me to his wife, and his um, wife had just recovered from cancer. I think um, that's all you put a tweet out. Yeah, and, and they were going into the match and he told me and she got her wallet out and gave me £10 towards my walk. And that, you know, for me, football, we're here, we're so passionate and it's the 11 against the 11 and we want the results. But we know football is so much more than just about the game and scoring goals and winning games and getting points. You know, it's about people, it's about community, it's about togetherness, it's about meeting those type of people. And 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 someone like her, having gone through that battle, I no, don't know her, I still don't know her name, and she gave me that money. That, you know, when I'm doing my walk to Chelsea, it makes it easier because I can think on people like her, you know, who fought a real, yeah. real battle and still gets out there and still comes and supports the side. So that was my highlight of the day. Um, my performance rating... The match as a whole, obviously we lost. It's 3-0. It's at home. We didn't score. So you can't really give it a high rating. But I want to because I thought we did really well. 10 versus 11. I thought well, that's the best we've played against Man City, 10 versus 11. And if people can say, yeah, but they took their foot off the gas. But regardless, you know, so um, I'll give it a six because... You can't give it, you know, anyone who gives it sevens, eights and nines when you lose 3-0, then there's something wrong. I'll give a that's six me, just because... Because I just, gave it an eight after the game. Just because... <laughs> so I'm deluded. Mate, an eight out of ten for a 3-0 defeat. Okay, I was feeling, on, I was, I was feeling positive about the second half with the ten men yeah. and I was like... Well, someone, Carl Whitehouse, eight Nuri versus Norwich. It was the last game that we scored again. I don't even remember that. That's how long ago it was. So there you go. But I, know um, he'd yeah. quite say, I knew he'd find it. He's our resident stato, his car. <laughs> so, you know, for me, um, the performance, I, I enjoy, like I said, the actual gameplay and, and, and the actual transitions were very good. Um, we kept the ball. Kilman bossed the back four on his own. On his own. <laughs> I thought we were playing one at the back. He's, he's running the defence on his own because Ruben Neves, right Neves didn't need to play as a defender almost. We almost played one at the back and it worked because he only conceded one goal. And so Southgate's still out picking him. 
yeah, well, that's ridiculous, Southgate. I mean, it, well, he you picks know, Maguire, who can if there was a choice of have, keeping large or Southgate, then I'd keep large. <laughs> but <laughs> that's how bad um, I think some of the Southgate's decisions are, I'm afraid. Um, but um, yeah, so what else did you ask me? Uh, six, six. Man of the match, well, I'll give to that. Man of the match, I'll, I'm going to give to Matthias Nunes because I just love watching him. Keeps the ball, runs into spaces. He looked like a Man City player. He did well, you know. He's that's where he come to us, and I think we're glad that we've got him. And yeah. I think he's going to be a big player for us. Right, you ready for spin the wheel? Yeah, hold on. Go on. Uh, here we go. Here, here we go. Spinning for you, mate. What we got? Oh, I can't read. What's your favourite away day? Um, man, there's so many, Dave. That's like a ridiculous question. But I'm going to go for. Um, I I couldn't get tickets for Spurs away in our first season. Um, in the Premier League, uh, uh which was at Wembley, so before yeah. their new stadium, and I managed to get corporate seats in a Spurs box. So um, uh, I ended up with um Hugo Loris's family in there. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we beat them 3-1 and we were going mental. We were dressed. We weren't even, we didn't even have the gold turbans on or anything. We were going absolutely mental. And 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 it was just nobody said a word, to be fair. It was one of the best performances. I think probably, if you think about it, the complete footballing performance. It was probably one of our best performances we've ever had. Um uh, and we beat them 3-1. So that's always memorable because my sons were there and, and yeah. it was just um uh, you know a brilliant, brilliant away day so i'll go for that dave fantastic mate hopefully we can get a game of tennis in on uh, friday morning as well Man, i'm so so busy so thank you very much everybody um keep the faith you know managers come and go sometimes you get a good manager and you don't always get the right one straight away you have to go through two or three that's life you know it's not the end of the world we've still got a lot of good players so hopefully have you been doing a lot on. of training walks oh man i'm walking about 18 miles um a week which sounds loads and sorry not 18 hours 18 hours of walking a week which sounds loads but i'm doing 54 in a day soon so it's not loads it's hard to practice it's hard to practice a 126 mile walk <laughs> well it really so. is well make sure that you put the uh, the link in the uh in I'll, the chat I'll, um, uh, I'll send it you dave week. i'll send it you because i couldn't post it last time so i'll just send it you and you can you can put it in. okay and i'll pay i'll look on my whatsapp and i'll uh or i'll, 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 I'll um, I'll get it on the screen for you anyway. Yeah, no problem. Thank you anyway, Dave. Cheers, and I'll see you on Thursday. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, you, for waiting as well and letting us go on first. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, mate. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So that's Manny. Uh, always great to hear his opinion. We're going to bring on uh, next in line is Nick making his debut. Hi, Nick. Debut, eh? Hi, Dave. Yeah, thank you very much for uh, for coming on and making your debut uh, today. Much uh, appreciated. Obviously, uh, were you there at the weekend or did you watch it on the box? No, I was there. And whereabouts are you based in the uh, ground? Bank. Top of the south bank, right in the corner, nice and warm. Not Never well, get... yes. Protected from the elements up there then, That's aren't you? It. That's it, yeah. And how were you feeling coming out the game then? Well, to be fair, before the game, I didn't expect much. I don't think yeah. many people expected much, uh, which frustrates me now because when you look back a few seasons, games like that, we did expect. We started to expect, you know, it's Man City, but we didn't fear them. Now, virtually everyone walking to that game the other day was, oh, I'm going to get beat today. You know, this is, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating how far we've come in the, since them first two seasons back in the Premier League of not fearing Man City and probably Man City thinking we've got a tough game here today at Wolves and now it's like on Saturday everyone was like yeah we're going to get beat we're going to get beat and it, that's frustrating yeah you know. um, what did you think of the actual performance Merv wants to know apparently there was a scuffle in the South Bank What do you know what that was about I don't know yes there was a uh, Man City fan or a couple of Man City fans in the South Bank uh. Luckily for them, the stewards got to him and uh, moved them on. Yeah, okay, that, that kind of makes sense, really. Uh, that I thought it was quite early, so obviously with the goals and stuff, they didn't manage to sit on their hands. Um, <laughs> so you you felt obviously you've been talking on Twitter. Yeah, you, you're. I think you're definitely in the. Uh, it's time for a, a change of 100%, management. One hundred percent. You want him gone now? Well, how much longer are we going to leave it? Well, you you look at the team on paper. Our team on paper is class. We brought in some oh, class players. I don't think for one minute it's Bruno that's brought in these players. I don't think he's had a say on these players that's coming in, right? So these aren't Bruno's players he's brought in. These are players that the club has brought in, right? Now on paper this is the best team I've I've ever seen in my lifetime. Anyway, right? Yeah. And what's he doing with them? Why is it? Why is it these players? We we get into. I, I think we play good football. Do you? I, I, yeah. think, I think we. I think we keep the ball. We play the yeah, ball. Yeah, I do. I agree. And then we attack. And then all of a sudden, it's almost like they get to the area. They get to. We, we get anywhere near the goal. And it's like we forget what to do. They just haven't got. And we start passing it back. Or we'll overrun things. Or we'll hit or the ball. An extra, or take an extra touch to try and make sure. And then and then they but, close I mean, it down. Neto on Saturday, he should have hit that first time. He took an extra touch and then he pulls it, his angle gets wider and he screws it wide. Yeah, hit it first time. Bettinho had a chance, could have hit it first time. It's almost like they're hesitant. I mean, I mean, what are they doing in training? I mean, if I was Bruno, I'd be like, we're doing nothing else, boys, today other than shooting at that goal. Because first it, time shots. Right, we're it, crossing the ball, you're hitting it first time. I mean, Geddes had that chance right in front of you, didn't he? At the uh, yeah. in the second half. I mean, I didn't because I'm right at the other end. I'm in the north bank, quite low down, and I saw that come across. I saw the ball, and then when I watched it back on uh, match of the day, it was such a great chance, and it was, he, he he messed it up. 
I don't think he messed it up. I think he was pushed a bit out wide. Um, or then again, did he? He did have a good shot in the first half. Uh, yeah, off. I mean, but this is my point. What happens in front of goal? Why are they just, just, well, just? I'd use the word crumbling. Yeah. Crumbling in front of goal. Okay, we haven't got and we haven't had for a while a prolific goal scorer. Yeah, we haven't, have we? Not I mean, since Raul's injury. No, I mean, and let's be honest. I mean, I love Raul, and it was horrific what happened to him. But he's not the same player. I don't think he will be the same player. Um, who knows how bad that injury really, really was to him and how much, you know, it's mentally, it's it's mentally him, yeah. damaged him. Um, but no, we haven't got a prolific striker. The play, we've got some good, we've got good attacking players, really good attacking players, but they can't score. And the metallic, and I think the longer it's going on, it's it's almost like seeping in, it's almost like mentality wise, they, they know they can't score, and it's almost it's it's becoming a bit of a block. But I do think, and, I, and I'm not just saying this now. You can, you know, I've got mates who will tell you this from day one. I've not liked Bruno since day one. You've not, not been convinced. No, nah. I, I mean, I don't know whether I was a big, big Nuno fan. Nuno gave me the best years of my life watching Wolves. What he, you know, what he brought to the football club, the mentality he brought to the football club, how he played them first two seasons in the Premier League. We was amazing. We had that. We had a mentality. We were never beaten. It doesn't matter if we were losing with two minutes left. You always thought we could do something here. We we could do something here. I don't feel that under Bruno. I don't feel it at all. His his substitutions, his, his the, the decisions he makes. I think he's in well out of his depth. Well out of his depth. Okay. Um. And so you think that now is the right time to change the manager? And who would you, who would you like to bring in, ideally, if we could get them? Listen, I'm not no expert, so it's you know, Poch would be great. Poch I, would be I great. think I think we'd all be really happy if we got Pochettino. I just the right man, you know, someone is going to change. I mean, this Bruno ball, what is it? What is Bruno ball getting closer to the goal than playing it all the way back again? What 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 is it? I, I don't I don't understand. I just think we need to make the change now. You know, people are saying, let's wait. Let's wait till after the West Ham game. Let's wait till after the Chelsea game. Let's wait till after the break. It could be too late by then. It could be, well, it could be too late. I mean, I, I, my, my job's to give counter-arguments to this, fair and which obviously, I'm, and I think my, my my view is he's on very, very, very thin ice right now. I mean, it, I think the board, I think, saw something in the in the press that there there is conversations that's going on about this because yeah. it is a, a, a terrible run of form. We did play Manchester City. You know, I thought you showed a lot of heart, and I thought there was a lot of positives out of the game in the fact that you know, how we how we played. And I, I kind of feel that me personally that I think he should get the next three games. The reason for being is I want to see us get the striker up there with the players, and because he can't turn around in three games time to say that he hasn't had a chance to work with the new guys because he's had. A week last week, he will have obviously have a period of time during the international break. Obviously, some of them will be away. And then he's got another period of time. So, he can't use the argument, well, I've not had time to work with the players. So, give him yeah. that time. And then you've got West Ham away, Chelsea away and Forest at home. And if by that point we're not scoring goals and we're still not getting the points, I don't think... I, th I think everyone will probably be on the same page. But... 
you could go to that. What? How would you feel if, like, we go to West Ham, we play well, we score two, we win the game, we get a point away at Chelsea, and then we beat Forest, and we've got you know seven points out of those three games? Would you still be the same opinion then, or would you say, well, maybe it was the right decision? Yeah, um, I do agree with that, but I'm just, I'm just at the point. I mean, we're we're playing well in games. I mean, the yeah. Leeds. When we played Leeds, we were the better team. We were the better team in massive parts against Tottenham. You know, there's games that we are the better team. It's not the football. It's that we, you know, we can play some good football, but there's some there's something wrong with the mentality. There's something not right. Are the players playing for him? Is there stuff going on behind the scenes? I just think now, enough's enough. You know, well, so so West Ham. We play we play West Ham next. We lose to, we lose to West Ham. Right? There's there's another there's another three points gone. You know, how long do we leave it, really? Because, honestly, I don't think he's up for the job. And it's not about playing football. And it's not about the players we've got. The mentality of that team isn't right. It's not gelling. I, I think there'll be tentative inquiries probably going on behind the scenes now because they've got to have a plan B and C. And I think if they do make the decision to go... They, we can't be like in a Terry Connor situation or what have you. You know, remember like the last time in the Premier League where we just like we sacked McCarthy and then there's no plan. There's got to be a plan. Like Chelsea sacked Tuchel, brought in Potter. You know, we've yeah. got to basically go. We're going to do this and we're going to go and get this man and we're going to get him in straight away. And then you're going to have to go because if they sack the manager and then there's like two, we're in limbo. That's not the yeah. answer. So I mean, they may well already have. Who knows? Who knows? They may well already have something in line and it might be getting lined up. I, I just... think it might be. I think it's, if anyone's, it's, if it's going to be anyone, it'd be Lopetegui. Yeah. I, I just think too much time has been given now. It's too much time. You can play, you can play wonderful football. You can look good for 20 minutes. You can pass the ball around. We can, you know, have the possession. We're just not getting no shots. I mean, how many shots at goal did we have on, on Saturday? Seven. We had did one the... on target. One on target. It's just, it's just not good enough. It's not. We're not putting pressure on teams. Teams are no, Teams are playing us now and knowing. Listen, they ain't going to score. They ain't going to score. Let, let, get let one match. and we're going to win. Get one and we'll get a win. And that's 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 terrible. That's terrible. You know. I think it's. I mean, Nick, I really appreciate you coming on and making your debut. To, you know, that's why it's always good to sit in the back and just see everyone else come on. So I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, your highlight of the day, your man of the match, and your performance rating. Performance rating five, and that's purely because of the heart we showed in the second half and how Fair we comment. played. Fair comment. Um, which which of ones was it? Me, man uh, of the performance rating. I've given you that one. Your man of the match. My man of the match was probably. It's got to be Neves. It's got to be. I mean. He doesn't put a foot wrong. He pings them balls around. He was asked to play at centre-half. He went back. He did a good job. Yeah, Neves probably. And your highlight of the day, and it could be anything to do with the whole day. Highlight my game. It just can be anything to do with that the match day experience or anything. The highlight of my day, my seat in the South Bank is up in at the very top on the back row. Yeah. Um, and my lad has just got a safe bank a ticket on the safe bank right at the front, and it was absolutely brilliant. Just during the game, I looked and I could just see my lad at the front of the safe bank trying to get chants going, singing, jumping up and down, and I just loved it. I looked at him and I was like, "Yeah, go on, son." Loved How old your lad? He's eighteen. 
Fantastic. That's that. See, that's great. That is so. That's a real, real positive that you took out of that day. And your it's... boy was there in the in the in the South Bank with you. That's brilliant. Can I? I just ask about because um, you seen that I put about my flag being taken down. Yes, I wanted to. Uh, I was. Yeah, it's you, isn't it? With the with the flag. Um, so yeah, everyone listens to this. I asked you to come on uh, because um, something happened with your flag that you've tell everyone the backstory of that. Well, what it is, my best friend in March, was it March? Yeah, about five, six months ago. My my best mate died suddenly, 38. That's no um, age. No. Um, massive Wolves fan, huge Wolves fan. Um, we went to, we go, every time I go away, it's, it was always with Lee. We always go to away games together, live by each other's best man at his um, wedding. So when he died, he's a season ticket holder, he's, he's Wolves through and through. I wanted to do something. I wanted. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I had grief. I was devastated. I was sad, and I wanted to do something. So I thought, right, I'm going to make a flag. I'm going to make this flag so then he can be at every game with us. I've, I take it to the away games and um, the, the home games. So my my mate John Whitsey, who sits at the front of the safe bank, I asked him to would would you take the flag into the home games because you can put it up. He's literally right at the front, the front row. He said, yeah, no problem. So to cut a long story short, the first two home games, no problem. And then on Saturday's game, a steward came up to him and said, um, I've just had a message, you need to take that flag down because it was just on the TV. So you've got to take it down. We were like, why? They just wouldn't give us an answer why we had to take it down. Now, if this flag was covering advertisement boards, I get it. If it was offensive, I get it. it but it's a flag with my best name's name on it. It says Forever Wolves on the bottom, uh, rest in peace, and TF7, which is our postcode. It's just a, just a big flag. And all we want to do is try and keep Lee's memory and name alive at the football club that he loved, you know, to bits. And just with that flag being there, we have our pictures outside of it before the games. It's almost like he's there as well, if you get what I mean. 100%, mate, 100%. And I just don't get why they've why they've made us take it down. And I just... It's, 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 I it's understand just where you come from, because when I first started this channel, there's a chap that sat next to me, Bill, who we got really, really close to. He died really, really suddenly. I had some stickers, and I've still got a sticker of his face on the seat. Uh, where now my father-in-law, and I sometimes put stickers around when I go to the away game, so I completely uh, get why you did. So did you have permission initially to put it up, or did you we just? Didn't have, we didn't have permission. We took it in. We put it up at that first game, um, and we were like, "Look, let's let's see what happens." It wasn't covering the advertisement boards because the front of the safe bank, you've got the you've got the yeah. railings, and then there's a gap before you've got the advertisement boards. So it's not massively visible anyway. You know, you have to. It's lucky if you see it on TV, and you wouldn't see it from anywhere other than the the, the, the Steve Bull and the Billy Wright looking down on it. So it's not like it's massive and it takes over nothing like that. It's just we know it's there, and it's just a little bit of a tribute to him. And the steward just called up and said, listen, mate, it isn't me, because the stewards know I'm down there. He said, well, I've just been radioed down by their boss, whoever it is, and you, you've got to take it down. I mean, I've messaged the club today. I've not had a response yet, but it's just a bit Have annoying. you messaged fan services? Yes, I've messaged uh, the fan services, and I've like messaged the club via, um, I think, Instagram and on, on Twitter and that as well. Yeah, OK. Well, Dave Woods, the fan services officer, um, they normally take about 48 hours off, but I also sit on the uh, the match day experience group, Nick. Yeah. So um, I will bring it up uh, that it's been raised, and I'll obviously see if I can find anything out. I don't know what the things or regulations is, but it seems a little bit harsh. And like I say, it's nothing that's offensive. So why that? Did, and it's been there for how many games? 
well, since the start of the season. So he's been so he's been there since the start of the season, and then just yesterday they decided to pull it off. So it's strange. Yeah. So um, there's obviously an instruction that's come from somewhere, and you need but, to get to the root cause of that. Is, is it a stewards matter? Is it you know because I can't see the club having a problem with that really. It doesn't cover advertisement. It's not overpowering. It doesn't take over. You know, it doesn't take people's eyes off the game. In fact, you can't see it from the South Bank. Obviously, you can't see it from the North Bank. You're too far away. It's only these two. Court, say half of each of the set this half of the um Steve Ball and this half of the Billy Wright are probably the only people inside the ground that can see it because it's actually behind the advertisement boards. It's very rare you can see it on telly, but it popped up on telly the other day. It's when they took a corner. It's not that it's so apparent, just that we know it's there and it's for him and it's you know, you know. So oh, you someone's put up on here. I wonder if they took it down because of the uh, the Queen thing because they did black out a lot of the advertising, didn't they? Maybe. Maybe. Might be the reason. I think you should definitely put it back up on the next game. And see um, what happens. It might, it, it, it's a good point he makes. It might be to do with that. that yeah, I didn't, was, I didn't think of that. Yeah. If you look, all the advertising was blacked out. They didn't have the, uh, the normal Premier League music That's, or the banners, or they didn't have anything. They took all their own banners down. So it could be that reason. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so that might be the reason. Will you let me know on that when you get a reply? Yeah, we'll do. Because I think you might have hit the nail on the head, and I think maybe you'll be all right at the next game. But I don't. I do understand, mate. When you've, you know, you've been close to someone and they've passed away very, very suddenly, and you're like you one of your best buddies, and you've had so many experiences together, and he loves the club and all that time. What you've done with creating that flag is absolutely fantastic to keep his memory going, and uh, you know, I think it's brilliant. And That's there's, there's no reason it should be. It's all it's all for a really good, and it means something yeah. to you. It's just so he's there with us on match day. That's the only way we can have him there on match day, and that's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, and well, what we'll do on the next extra time show, hopefully you can come back on again um, and give us an update. Uh, so obviously that'll be we've got two away games next, um, yeah. which obviously you're welcome to come up, and then we've got the Forest game. It'd be you know be interesting to see if it's okay at the Forest game, and then you can yeah. give us that all. If you get an answer for next week, um, feel free to come on. Um, after the uh, the West Ham game and give us an update. That'd be absolutely fantastic. But thank you very much for sharing that, Nick. And uh, how was it, your debut? Yeah, all right. I thought I was going to be uh, nervous. I was waiting for the dog to start barking in the background or one of the kids to come running through or something. But uh, no, as debuts go, that was that that was all right. I've, I've not had a debut before. Well, you have today, but you have got one final thing and go that's on. spin the wheel. So are you ready right. for this? Yeah, go on. Here we go. This is always a bit of fun, mate. We're spinning the wheel now. And your question is... Okay. <laughs> this is a good one. If you were an animal, which animal would you be and why? It'd have to be... Um, I like monkeys. Yeah. You know, they just mess about. They lounge around in the trees. They swing about. They're, they're a bit like us. They've got a bit of uh, attitude. and that. Yeah, I, I like monkeys. I'd be a monkey. I love it, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Nick, thanks ever so much for coming on. And uh, fingers crossed you can come and give us an update next week on that. Well, I think I think Chaotic may have been... He, he might have a point. That might be the reason. And hopefully you'll be all right at the next game. Hopefully, buddy. Top man. Take care, Nick. Cheers, pal. Cheers, mate. 
So that's Nick. We've still got in the, the backstage, we've still got Jack, Josh, Tom, Thomas. Um, and we've got next up our, our female representative today. Hello, Lucy. Um, you need to put your sound on, Bab. All right. <laughs> Evening. I can see you moving there and stuff like that. Was, uh, that was really interesting from Nick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. And I think that they might have just um, just put the um, hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, City Mad, so how did the meal go with my mum and dad? It was great. They were 61st at wedding anniversary yesterday. We took them for a meal. My mom, they're both getting over COVID. My dad was struggling to get to walk to the game. Uh, my mum hadn't been eating much recently, but she took tin to a starter, a main, and she had a, a, a Sunday at the end. So uh, that was great to see it. it. You know, they got married in 1961. So thank you very much for that. Andrew Benton's putting all the uh, all the love up for you there as well, Lucy, which is fantastic. All loving now having you back on the channel. How you feel? How did you feel about the game yesterday? Um, I'm not as bad as I thought I would feel if we lost. Um, I was I was a bit the same as you, to be honest, Dave. When I came out, I was you know thinking, oh God, we're going to lose, and you know a bit negative. But I wasn't. I was more positive than anything. To be honest, especially in that second half, it, second half we were absolutely brilliant, absolutely great. I, I really, I really enjoyed that second half. First half, they all needed a kick up the backside, but the second half, they just it. It was like somebody had said to them, "What the bloody hell are you doing? You need to start kicking up a gear now. Come on!" And they did, and I was, I was well impressed. To be honest. Yeah, and, right. and so you were quite positive with them coming out of the game then. Yeah, I'll put in the yeah. link up here as well for Manny's just giving if anyone's interested in helping with that as well. So, yeah, I mean, uh, where did you watch it yesterday? Steve Ball up the top. We were up in the Steve Ball, and um, you know, I mean, it was, it was, uh, we, we should mention because we've not talked about it yet, but we should mention about the way uh, they did the uh the respect and the tribute uh, for for the late Queen Elizabeth II. I mean, what was your take on that? On that? To be honest, that was that was going to be my answer for the oh. uh, the favourite highlight of the day. To be honest, I thought it was beautiful, beautifully done by everybody. Unfortunately, in our stand, one of the city supporters decided to start shouting. Um, <laughs> Which was quickly followed by the wolf supporter shouting, "Shut up!" <laughs> now, was, was that because they were in the concourse area and they didn't know it to stop, or were they actually in the stand? That was in the stand. We can't hear them in the concourse because ah, right. we're there, so we can't hear their concourse at all. But um, yeah, there was it was quickly followed by a good shut up from a wolves fan, and then and it just went quiet again. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And then the singing of "God Save the King." Oh. Got a bit choked up singing it. It was it was lovely. Yeah, I was really really proud of everybody for that. And the applause on the seventieth minute. All fans uh, did that as well. In fact, they they actually stopped the game, didn't they? And uh, yeah. as well, we went out for throwing, yeah. and that was good. So yeah, it was good. Out. It was good that um, that was able to happen. I think we was a lot of us were a bit disappointed last week. It didn't actually happen last week with the. I think they were maybe worried about what would happen at Anfield and all that sort of jazz. But 
it was well respected pretty much by 99.9% of everyone there. It was great yeah. to see also that Molyneux, because with the early kickoff on all the news items afterwards, you had the big shot above, and that was quite good. Good, good for it was the club. Awful, like. Yeah, it was very, very done, very, very respectfully. And I was. And where, really, where, where, are, where are you with Bruno Large? What's your feeling? Because obviously we're talking about it tonight. There are some passionate opinions we're going to have uh, shortly. We're going to, we're going to have. I think it's um, Tom that's going to come on. I think he's definitely on the Bruno Large out camp. It'll be interesting to see what Jack, Josh, and Thomas have to say as well. But where are you with the Bruno Large out right now? To be honest, I think I'm a bit more with you at the moment, Dave. You know, give him till West Ham. They've got a break. We need to have... Um, I don't know. It needs that just that one just that one goal, that one win. And it'll be like, bam, he's back in the building. I, I don't know. I... But then I'm not a boo boy. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't think. I don't think. I, like I, I say... don't think that anyone that wants Bruno Large out necessarily are boo boys. It's just they've had enough and they've yeah. got their reasons for why they want the change. They're obviously very frustrated, and this is what we're going to hear from Tom when he comes on. Um, I mean, the, the bit they're all. I, I always, I, I, I welcome anyone's opinions because that's what football is, and we're all supporters <laughs> of the team, and we're. The one thing that we all can agree on is that we want a team that plays great and entertaining football, scores lots of goals, and we get three points. And at the moment, uh, we're, we're not getting the three points as such. We're not scoring the goals. There is an argument to say that we played some decent football yesterday because I thought, you know, especially with 10 men, I thought we were incredibly brave. And some of the football yeah. that we, how we broke the press was, you know, they believed in their ability to do that. But we... You know, and there are circumstances around the Bruno Large thing, as I've mentioned, in terms of like how long has he had to work with the new players? The strikers are not fit, but you know, you've still got forwards that should be able to put the ball in the back of the net when we get the chance. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know whether it's a confidence thing, they're snatching at it, they're taking an extra touch. Whereas Man City, bish bash, bosh, bang, it's just clinical, but they're it's so like, confident, oh, they're just. It's like half players are scared to have a go in case they don't score. Uh, at the end of the day, if that goal is there, it's there to have the ball in the back of the net. Go for it. It doesn't matter whether it's safe. At least you've had a shot. Go for it. Either way. It, they just look as if they're frightened to go for it. And I don't understand the reasoning behind it at all. I, I, I don't understand it. It's probably obviously a confidence thing. We've scored, as I say, we've scored three goals this year. Two have been miss-its. The other one was a world day. But um, you'd stick with him for how long, Lucy? How so long? West, would you... West Ham, and then that's it. So you were only giving him one game? Yeah, West Ham. One, and more, that's it. one more game? Considering yeah. you, I thought considering you were like you were like I was expecting you to go longer. So you are a little bit right. You've just about oh, no. had enough. No, 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 no. I'm I'm with you on the West Ham. At the end of the day, I see. I'm West Ham, Chelsea, and Forest. Oh, I. Manny was West Ham. No, I think just West Ham. West Ham, definitely. definitely. Okay, that's great. And. Mm. Uh, what would you give the performance rating? 
Yeah, because we played a good game of football. And I know, obviously, we didn't score a goal. But at the end of the day, we did play a damn good game of football. And we gave them a good game as well. And I think most City supporters would say exactly the same. That we well, did. I'll, I'll, read you, I'll read you a quote oh. that I put out on my social, um, which was from one of the comments, actually. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to get Tom on next because he's, uh, he's in a second because he's got to go and pick his sum up at 10.15. So I'll get Tom on next. Um, I was reading the... Um, I was reading like this, the the, uh, the thing on social, and this guy said here, which I posted, which is a Manchester City fan. His his words were from a City fan. Wolves were brilliant. Put us on the back foot with one man down was immense and courageous. I can also understand why Wolves fans don't get what they deserved in terms of wins in between the boxes. You're great, but in attack, your forwards lack composure. I have yeah. a feeling it's down to your start of playing with the actual ability of the forwards. I might be wrong. But excellent build-up play and the transition from you lot. I think you know the solution to your problem. The gaffer made some make some slight pitch. You could easily be pushing for a top six. He says we're way better than Man U for sure in terms of style of play. But they've got the money to go out and buy the players. So yeah. that was from Man City yeah. fan. I want to get um, quick. I want to get um, Tom on because he's got he's got to pick his sum up in a minute. So if you can give your um, man of the match as well. Man of the match was Kilman. Yeah, but the way he handled that back, it was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He didn't, he helped Saar immensely at the back. Um, I was well impressed with him again because I think he's just class anyway, world class Southgate. <laughs> absolutely, I thought he had a great game. I think most people would say that. And are you ready for spin the wheel? No, never am. <laughs> Well, you got it. Here it comes, mate. I'm spinning it. Here we go. <laughs> it is. Oh, we've done this one for you. Tell us about your greatest sporting moment, haven't we? It was the swimming. So swimming. we'll spin it again. Give you a different question because you've had that one. And it is. What was your first computer game if you had a computer game? Oh, God, it must have been something on the spectrum, but I can't, really can't remember what it was. But my favourite of all time was um, Sonic. On Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, my Mega Drive, Sonic the Hedgehog. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Lucy, I, I think you always come on with a with beam of sunshine. You know your stuff about the match and stuff like that. You're a passionate Wolves fan. So uh, thanks again for coming on. I much appreciate it. <laughs> And we're going to we're going to sit back in a second, and we're going to hear what Tom has to say because he's making a debut and he's got to shoot off in a second. So Tom's going to come off. Be interesting to hear what he has to say. But Lucy, thank you so much. Keep You're the well, pace, and we'll uh, we'll obviously be talking to you after the after the West Ham game because you could be uh, one of them calling for his head. Yeah, could be, could be if he's not gone already. Love to your mum and dad though. Lovely to see them on the photos smiling. Yeah, love, mate, yeah, love, yeah, love to them. I appreciate that because it's me. I love them to bits and uh, they've been struggling recently. So it was good to get them out. So I appreciate it. Great. Cheers, Lucy. Take care, everybody. Um, City Mad said Jet Set Willie. That is a brilliant game. I had that on the Commodore 64. Absolutely classic. Right. We're going to bring on for his debut. 
Hello, Tom. You need to take yourself off mute. Hello. Can you hear me all right? I can, man. I got your message because I know you've got to pick your son up. Yeah, so thanks I'll... a lot, Dave. Thanks a lot, and Dave. I appreciate Thank it. And listen, first off, thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, no worries. Making your, uh, you're making your day. I've been waiting so patiently. We've got literally right now live over 150 Wolves fans that are watching this oh, live on air. Um, <laughs> and you've got a very strong opinion, I believe, yeah. about your thoughts on Bruno. Yeah, look, I mean, it was, it was interesting, you know, listening to, uh, to, to, to to Nick before. And I was sort of similar. I was sort of a little bit sort of when he was appointed in the first place. But, you know, if we put yesterday's gate to one side and just take a step back, you know, if we, if, if, if we, if we go back to sort of March of the you know, last season, you know, we were, we, we were in the conversation about Champions League. And I think yeah. it was a case of not really if we made Europe, you know, many of us were thinking, well, you know, what competition we're going to be in. I think, I think probably most of us felt that maybe Champions League was a step, it was probably a little bit out of our reach. But, but, but since then, I mean, Leicester were 13 points behind us at the time, if you remember. Yeah. Since I, then, just... it's just been a decline from that point onwards. You know, we finished behind Leicester in 10th. We were nowhere near any of the European spots by the end of the season. It was, it was poor performance after poor performance. Something had clearly gone wrong. So come the end of the season, there was a lot of debate. There were even people starting to ask questions then. We had the transfer summer period and, you know, we were slow in the transfer window and there was a lot of frustration. But nevertheless, we went out, we spent 100 million quid, give or take, on, on new players coming in. And these were, you know, quality players, as being said. We had an excellent start to the season in terms of the fixture list that we had in front of us. So there was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a tough start. Two promoted sides. And it's just been abject performances. And, you know, it, it, it was picked up tonight. I mean, I was at the, at the Southampton game and we got a win in that. But there was, where I was sitting, I was in the Billy Wright and there was so much frustration around because Southampton were fresh. an absolute sitter as well, Southampton. How he missed that. And absolutely, on, absolutely. But at the time, you know, the, the, the question of subs has been brought up and the use of subs. And we um, and, and it was clear that the team needed freshening up. And you could see there was commotion on, 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 on the pitch side about who was going to replace it. it was, I think it was 74, 75 minutes before we made a change. And during that period, Southampton were freshened up and they nearly nicked a result. Yeah. OK, we got over the line in the end. Then we have the situation against Man City on 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 Saturday again. The question of 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 of, of coming up, you know, of when to make the changes at Leeds. Uh, sorry, Newcastle. Changes were made. We brought Huang on. It was the wrong decision. Everybody oh, oh when the... he brought him on, we all said exactly. Everybody the said Priori that needed to bring on on that exactly. point. Exactly, so they had to keep someone back. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So they brought Huang on. And eventually, you know, I'm afraid to say, without being, I mean, I met, I met the lad actually at Birmingham Airport. He's a lovely kid. You know, I had a, I had a coffee with him. He's going back just after he joined us. Um, and, and, and of course, the rest is history. And Maximan put that, put that goal in and, and it was a draw. So, yes, we can talk about lack of strikers. Yes, we can talk about injuries. But you've got to look at, you've got to look at the basics. You've got to look at the facts and just see what's happened. And, it, and this isn't, you know, I'm not sitting here. I'm, I'm not a boo boy. I'm not somebody that would just call for a manager's head for the sake of it. Far from it. Absolutely far from it. But I just think, you know, I've seen enough. And, and as has been said, you know, we've probably assembled. I mean, I'm, I'm 59. I've been a Wolves supporter for 53 years. So, you know, I've been a long time, six years old. And I've, I've, I've followed this through thick and thin. 
and this is probably one of the most you know apart from the heydays of the 70s but even even taking that this is the most talented it's a different era now this is probably the most talented top draw t- a, a group of players we've had it might not be a massive squad but that 11 that we put out there should be a match for anybody oh, and yeah. they're not and, and 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 tonight you know we're talking about neto left or right i mean anybody could see he's got to play on the left it's yeah, they've been playing the inverted wingers, hasn't he? And it's yeah, like, it's, 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 it's there, not, not looked comfortable, has he? And, and just one final thing on the game yesterday. I don't know if everybody noticed, but when when Podence, um, when, when Grittish, he passed the ball out to Podence and then he went wide and he, and he scuffed the cross and it came across the goal. Grittish actually stopped. He actually stopped running. And had he continued his run, he'd have got on the end of that. But there seems to be this reluctance to get into the box, to actually attack the box, to attack the areas where, you know, half a damage. chance, half a touch, half a, you know, anything just attached can get if, it well, in. If you look at the Man City third goal, it's exactly that. It's half yeah. a touch. Exactly. That's what it is. And, you know, and that's training ground stuff, Dave. That's training ground stuff. You attack the box, get people in the box, attack it. And there's nobody doing that. It's as if they're frightened to make a mistake. And they're taking an extra touch to try and make sure. And, of Absolutely. course, the chance gets yeah. closed down. It's a confidence thing in front of goals. But, um, you know, in terms of the play out the back through a, a, a City's high press with 10 men, did that not impress you? Yeah, really? look, I mean, there's, I mean, look, it, it, it'd be silly of me to sit here and say it's all bad because there's some, there's, some there's some good play to it as well. I think that, you know, having said that, you know, we talk about the best defence that we've had. It was a very bad point that Jason made, who we paid, really, up until this point. Um, uh, so, 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 so from that side of it, it's, um, it's difficult to gauge how good it is. But I think, you know, we have got a good defence. And we do look nice. At times, we you know, we play some lovely football in the centre of the park. There's no, there are no two ways about it. It's a nice, intricate play. But then it all goes pear-shaped. We're getting that, we get, we get that final third. And, it's, and, it's, and it's just, it, just, it just peters out. And, 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 and a number of occasions we've seen it, not necessarily in the Man City game, but in games before where we've made a break, we've stopped dead and then passed the ball backwards. It drives me to distraction. And then they get a chance to reset. Exactly. Exactly. And these are top players. I mean, Nuno's, uh, Nunes has come in and, he, and I mean, he's, he's a class act. Guedes look, looks, a bit off, looks a bit off it. He had a good first game, but he seems to have sort of gone off the boil a bit now. But, I, you know, I don't buy into this, uh, what Bruno's saying is, oh, you know, the players have got to get to know each other. We've got to be patient. You, you know, this isn't something that's happened overnight. This, this, this is it's nonsense. You know, these players should be gelling quicker and, and at least at least having a pop, at least looking like they want to score. But we get to that 16-yard area and it, it just we just seem to peter out. It's, it's, it's really frustrating. So you're basically saying if you're Jeff... You're you're mm. basically hitting the button. That's enough. We've seen enough. Thank you. We're well, the reason I'm the reason I'm saying it is because we don't have to, you don't have time in this league. We've had what is it six seven games now. Um, we're we're in a position where you know it's always you know we can keep saying jam tomorrow, jam tomorrow, but ultimately you've got to make a decision sooner or later. And I I mean, do you, do we honestly think? I mean, look, I'd look, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love it if we went out and put four past West Ham, but it ain't going to happen. You know, I think we've got to be realistic. And I think if we're going to make a change, now's the time to make a change. I'm not, and I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not making this, I'm not feeling this way based on what's happened since the start of the season, Dave. I'm, I'm saying this based on what's happened 
since the end of since well into sort of the latter part of last season, where I, where you know we, we were the season just petered out. There was and it was very disappointing, and we've started this season the same. So you know th this has been happening for some time. Well, there's a and lot of people here. I've been like Philip saying, well, said Tom, this has been going on from last year and carried on this year. Time for a change. We've seen enough. Andrew Knight says, like, who would you have in next? That's gonna. That's the next question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I would have in. Look, I mean, it's been said before, maybe I'm deluded, but there's one manager out there at the moment that I think I, I love Pochettino. Am I? I mean, I think that you know, you might think I'm nuts saying that, and it would be no, I don't, I don't but, actually, but I don't. But I don't. But I don't. Pochettino, if you've got him, it would be wow. Yeah, one of my mates laughed at me about that. I said, hang on a minute. I said, he's gone to Paris Saint-Germain. He hasn't exactly ripped up trees there. He's a quality manager. He's not going to get a job with one of the top, top big clubs right now because he's probably, you know, in fairness, his reputation's probably slightly tarnished for the big boys to take a risk on. But we all know he'd do a fantastic job at Molyneux. He would do a fantastic job. He'd be just the ideal bloke to come He in. would have a point to prove in the Premier League and as well. Exactly. And he's got a reputation to improve and bring up. Now, it might mean that in two or three years we'd lose him. But, I mean, the point I'm making is, it'd be a hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think Pochettino, I mean, you, you don't know. I mean, they've got the muscle and the fantastic, they've got the players and the ambition. You know, you might, you might think that would be a big opportunity um, for him. The other one that I've mentioned, I mean, Tuchel's, Tuchel would be another one that's mentioned. Then you've got Lopetegui from Sevilla. Yeah. Um, he's on the borderline of leaving there. He was, in, you know, we know that Fosun have got the relationship with Lopetegui. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think if he become available, that might be the one they'd go for. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing as well, you've got to remember as well, is that, is that, you know, the squad of players we got, you know, it's a class squad. So any manager coming in and working with those players, he's working with top players, you know, top, top players. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, um, I, I nearly tweeted yesterday, why is it all the Portuguese players playing for other team scores? But I don't, you know. It's <laughs> right. It's right. Do you, do you know what, Tom? You've come on and you've, you've articulated your points incredibly well, which is, Brilliant, and you've come across really well. I'm guessing you'll you'll probably watch this back at some point. You'll see exactly what I mean. You've come across really well with your points and how you've put it across. It's not a rant and a rave. It's factual on how you see it, which is really appreciated. Thanks. You've got your uh, three key questions now. Highlight of the day of the the, the, the day. Man well, the, the highlight. Yeah, highlight of the day yesterday was my son's rugby team winning forty four nil. So that's the highlight. Who does of the he day. play for? He just played for this school side against uh, against another school, and they won forty four nil. So he, he, he was chef for that Monmouth down here in because uh, I, I live down just on the border of England, Wales, and Herefordshire. So fantastic um, the uh, performance. I'm struggling to give it five, to be honest, uh, but I'll give it a five. Um, uh, I, I think that, um, and the I think what's the other one you asked me, which is the which is the man of the match. Look, yeah. I mean. It's hard to look past Neves, but I agree with Lucy. I thought Kilman, you know, apart from when he stood off um, uh, uh, Haaland for the goal, which, you know, I mean, it's Haaland, isn't it? But, uh, but uh, other oh, than that, I thought, I thought imagine, he had a pretty... You know, he was... He was... he was good. He was a solid. Always is. And he made a couple of good... Uh, yeah. There's, so quite that's, a few on, there's quite a few on here that's saying, can you come on again? So hopefully you will. Now yeah, you've done did, your debut. Yeah, love to. Yeah, love to. And are you ready for the spin the wheel? Yeah, go far away. This is a fun bit, this is. So we, you just it's a bit like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. Right, Here okay. we go. It's spinning. And oh, we've 
Done that. We've we've done that one tonight, so we'll mm. we'll go on another random one. Oh, here we go. If a mel if a millionaire covered all your costs for a day, oh. what would you do? Bloody hell, that's a tough one. Goodness me. <laughs> um, you should have stuck with the other one and got Harland. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one, Dave. If a millionaire could cover all my costs for a day, what would I do? Bloody hell, where do I start? Um, <laughs> God dear me. I'll have to think about it. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm lost on that one. I've been, I, I, I haven't been lost for words up until now, but I don't know what I'll I don't know how to answer that one. Have a think. Um, <laughs> and then next time you come on, I'll remember and you can have the answer. All yeah. right. I'll have a it think. I'll probably think one. about it's it in probably, 10 minutes. There's probably so many things, isn't it? You know. Yeah, that you can do right. in a day. I, I know you've got to rush off to get to your son. Um, yeah. Anyway, you're picking him up. So, look, listen, thanks for waiting patiently. Pleasure. And coming on the show. And I hope you'll come on again. Yeah, keep in touch. Thanks, Dave. All the best, everyone. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Bye. mate. Next up um, is Jack. Hello, mate. Evening, Dave. Evening, everyone. Good to have you on. I'm glad that you're feeling a lot better, mate. It's been Thank some you, weird. cheers. Um, comments and discussion tonight, hasn't there? Absolutely. And I, I think that's the beauty of football, isn't it? We can all see the game differently. But ultimately, every single person that's come on or is commenting in the section wants what's best for Wolves. And so you can you can be Bruno out, Bruno in, Bruno shaking it all about, whatever. <laughs> your, your, opinion, your opinion comes from the fact that you want Wolves to be successful and, and to do well. And so I've got no issue with anyone's opinion today. I think that everyone's made some fantastic points, including yourself when you've been arguing, you know, devil's advocate and things. So I, I have to. I have it's to. It's been really way. interesting to listen to. Yeah. Um, and so, what, how were you feeling about when you when you left the match? What was your what was your feeling as walking out of Molyneux yesterday after that three 0 defeat? Where where was your mind at that point? Were you thinking enough is enough? Were you thinking actually that was quite positive? Where were you? I mean, if I can just start by talking a little bit about the opposition. Yeah. I think there are there are two records at the minute. There's only two teams that have ever won three uh, league titles back-to-back in the top flight of England. And there's only two teams that have ever gone a whole top flight season unbeaten. I think Manchester City will equal both those records this season. You I think, think they're unbeaten? I, I, think they are, I, I, I don't see a weakness. I don't see a weakness in their team at all. I think defensively they're they're good. I think the midfield can can match anyone and can control the game against anyone. And now they've got Holland up front. I mean, I thought personally, he looked off the pace. His first touch was poor. He he, he wasn't quite up again. Kilman kept him quite quiet, but he still scored. So if he's having a poor game and, and I don't think quiet, he hit, I don't think he actually hit it that well. Looking at it, I don't think he caught it how he wanted to. It yeah, like I mean, I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd love a striker that could scuff one in from six yards. Never mind twenty-five yards. Yeah, I, 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 and 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 I'll also say about Manchester City. I don't want to kind of turn it into a Manchester City kind of you know whatever. Not only are they the best technical team in the league, physically they're all monsters. There's at least eight of them are six foot plus. Yeah, and I've not seen a team work harder than that. When they lose the ball, there's four or five of them going after you. And whenever they've got the ball, there's four or five of them making runs. I mean, if you if you take a step back and, and take your Wolves hat off and watch them, they are. And I don't even think they were near their best yesterday, and yet they were still really, really good. So in terms of how I felt coming out of the game, I thought, you know what, losing three 0 to Manchester City isn't a bad result. You know, and and 
half an error in, two goals down, a man down, that could be six, seven, eight, nine, couldn't it? Easily, yeah. So well, God, so that's how you feel it at, at that point. And, we're down to 10 men. And then and at half time, half, I thought it was. Yeah. And at half time, we said, if we don't come out for the second half, the Premier League will just forfeit the game and Man City will win 3 0. That could be the better score than what it might end up being. Yeah. So to actually keep it at 3 0, I think we deserve a little bit of credit. You know, yeah, I agree. And, and I think second half, actually, we, we controlled large spells of the game without threatening too much, obviously. But there was, a, there was a bit of intent and there seemed a bit of, you know, sharpness in the play. And, and I thought that a lot of that came from Neves and also Nunes in terms of just driving with the ball and kind of, you know, not sort of sitting back and saying, oh, these are good. Let's just, you know, damn his limitation. And I think the sub, the, the lack of substitution of centre-half at the time, I was, I, I'll hold my hands up. I was crying out for Totti or Mascara coming on. It's kind of, but I kind of get it from a tactical point of view. If you can keep yeah, as many as many attacking players on the pitch as possible, your chance of winning goes from 0% to 0.5, doesn't it? We were still very, very unlikely to get anything out of the game, but there's a chance. If you take a striker off and bring a centre-half on, you're kind of admitting defeat and you're kind of going, we just don't want to get battered here. And that, that was kind of what it would have been. Which kind of this is why I said on when I on my post is like I saw it as a brave decision. It was kind of a brave. Maybe some people still feel, but and they played with a lot of bravery in the second half. They kept playing the ball out. They broke. You, I watched it back on match of the day, and I wanted to hear what they said because that's the way I saw it. And they were said the same. We broke the city lines three, four, or five times by playing, and this is with ten men. And so this is why I came out the game and I gave it quite a high rating because they didn't fold. They didn't roll over. They continued to try and play football. Yes, we didn't score, but we did have a real golden opportunity to score in the second half with that chance that fell to uh, Geddes uh, in the middle of the box. And um, I watched that back and I thought, you know, that was a City player. It's in the back of the net. And he didn't get on top. But that's our big problem, isn't it? Every time we get a chance, we're not taking it. And, you know, the two goals, I've said it before, the two goals we've scored from Peden from Isits. And the other one was a Neves world. <laughs> we haven't scored a, a proper goal this year, have we? No, I mean, what, what we're trying to do when we get to the edge of the box, we're trying to unpick the diff, the opposition's lock with a toothpick. We need a sledgehammer. Yeah. Just, and, and whether that's going to be Diego Costa, it could well be. If, if I was Bruno or whoever the manager's going to be for whenever Diego's fit, I would say to him, I don't want you dropping back to help out the midfield. I don't want you chasing balls down onto the touchline. Stay between the posts and we'll find you. And when it comes to you, stick it in the net. Because that's pretty much all that's missing from our team. If you watch how we play, we can control the tempo of a game. We can attack down either flank. We can go sort of more central now. We've got Nunes. Defensively, we're usually pretty solid. We've got a, a very good goalkeeper. All that's missing is a cutting edge. And and in some ways, that's that's the most important thing. So you'd say, actually, as a team, uh, we're failing because we're not scoring goals, which means we're not winning games, which means we're not getting points. It, it, it's, that, it's just that that's got to turn, isn't it? You can kind of see pieces of the puzzle are there, but... Is Bruno putting the pieces in the right order? And, and are we, have we got that missing piece? I don't know whether Diego, like we just said, Diego Costa is going to be that missing piece that gets on the end of all these chances we could create. And he's going to hold the ball up for us and bring everyone into play and get us up the pitch. 
you've got to kind of hope that he will because we've not got Sasha for the rest of the season. We don't know what's going on with Raul in terms of where he's at in terms of his no. health fitness. We can't rely on him for any period of time. I was expecting him to be in the um, to start and then the news come out with the team that he's not even in the squad again. It's like, you know, well, the, the, I, 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 I'm not, sorry, I the press conference and, I, you know, yeah. where is, what's happening there. I mean, I, I think as well, you know, in terms of Raul, we, we, we've got to always go back to that injury and think, well, it, it's changed him as a player. It's ch- potentially changed him as, as a I person. I do think they've made an absolute mistake in not putting a recall option on Fabio. It's like there should have been a recall option. Put well, into- I think the irony is with that is that we sent him on loan to Anderlecht to play games. But right now, he'd be playing games for us. Because we don't have a, have a fit centre-forward at the minute. We've got three very, very good centre-forwards in our squad and none of them are available at the minute. So, so there's an argument to say, well, any any team in this division, if you took their three centre-forwards and said, right, none of them can play, they might struggle to score goals as well. But I don't think it's just a lack of a centre-forward at the minute. I think it's something tactical, something in the mentality or mindset. I think we, we pass the ball nicely, but there's no tempo. There's, you know, no end, think, there's no end product. And, and you refer to... Go on, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I think if you watch how we played against Manchester City yesterday, we drew them into us with the sort of passing around the back, which is great because then you break the lines. We do it far too slow. As soon as they start to press you, that's when you go bang over the top or you go through the middle and you've took out four players in one pass and then you can attack on the break or you can kind of push them back. We just go backwards or sideways, back inside and... and they start pressing you and all of a sudden he goes back to Saru who sit down the middle of the pitch and you've lost possession really, really cheaply. Well, you, I think we've we've got to work out how we can move the ball quicker, whether it's in terms of, you know, someone has to drop a little bit deeper in midfield and, and almost play in that middle of the back four like Neves has been doing at times and, and spray it from there or whether we get Neto, Guedes, whoever and just bang the ball down the channels to them and get them to maybe run onto it and everyone pushes up. But we're just far too slow in transitioning from defence to attack, and we're getting caught all the time. The first goal, Nunes plays a square pass on the touchline infield. It's intercepted, and we don't touch the ball again, and it's one nil. And that's in the first minute of the game. If you look at the game, I thought we started really because I thought we pressed right from the start. We won the ball back from the press, gave it away because we were all pushing forward, and then just got took apart. Bang goal. But to be fair, I don't know whether it was Neto or Geddes that didn't track De Bruyne as the overlap. It's Geddes, isn't it? Yeah, down the left-hand side. Yeah, He didn't track the overlap. If you watch the goal, and I've watched it back, I thought it was Neto, but it was it was Geddes. Um, he's running. Um, Foden, is it Foden that gets the ball? De Bruyne continues his run and Geddes stops. They get the overlap and De Bruyne can, can deliver a ball from anywhere. It was a brilliant ball in. You've only got to get a touch on it, uh, get in front of the thing and, and that's where the goal come from. He should have continued to um, to track that and he could have blocked the cross. You stop the cross, you stop the goal. You you refer to um, whoever the, uh, when Costa's fit, when the manager's going to be. Do you think Bruno's going? Right. This is this is this is my theory. This is my my opinion on it. I don't think Bruno Lars will be Wolves manager for a huge amount of time, but I don't think it will be anything to do with results or performances. It will be when Foson and Jeff Shea, whoever, have got a replacement that they're happy with. Yeah. If you if you, you look at what, what, decision, Jack. Yeah, I I think if you look at whatever Foson have done since they came in, I'm talking playing staff, coaching staff. 
staff behind the scenes in the ticket office in the marketing whatever they've done it's all it's a steady process it's about improving the brand improving the growth as soon as someone isn't performing they're looking to replace them all the time so they'll have been having conversations with managers at the start of this season at the end of last season they'd have been talking to people how would you feel about coming here what about this you know we've heard stuff about Lopetegui haven't we Vilas Boas was at the Southampton game, apparently, someone told me. So there's, really? there's, Yeah, yeah, that's what someone told me. So there's, there's stuff going on behind the scenes. We've, you've got to kind of accept that. And I think Bruno probably knows that as well. You know, these days, you can't have any sentiment in football. You can't say, oh, he's had a bad hand with injuries, give him a few more games. Or, oh, you can kind of, the football's okay, but if they're not doing the job, they'll be replaced. But Fosun won't Fosun won't sack Bruno Large and then start looking for a replacement. They'll sack Bruno Large when that replacement is ready to come in and sign a contract. Whether it's Villas Boas, Lopetegui, Fonseca, Pedro Martins, whoever it is. Where's Fonseca? Pega, what to tell me about him? Yeah, he's gone to he was the one who was at Shakhtar for a while, wasn't he? He was linked to the Tottenham job when Nuno went, but I think they got Conte. He was linked with our job when Bruno came in. He's gone to Lille now, I think, in France. But obviously, the French league is notorious for kind of you pick the top talent, don't you? So, uh, I, I think the, the new manager is likely to be Iberian, isn't he? Spanish or Portuguese? I don't think we're going to go British or Irish with the squad that we've got and the, the recruitment model we have. It's likely to be a Mendes client, if you like. It's likely to be someone that can work with Spanish and Portuguese players. It's likely to be someone who plays a possession style of football. So, you know, that, that narrows your, your model down, doesn't it, to probably five or six candidates. Who's your five or six? Or your so three? I, I, think, I think the five, I, I don't know the all names. I think Lopetegui will definitely be on the list because he's been on Fosun's list since day dot. Yeah. I think Villas Boas fits the profile in so many ways. Premier League experience, lots of experience in Europe. His Mendes client has worked at Marseille, which is a similar size club to Wolves with a similar profile. Uh, I think Fonseca will be on the list because he was on the list last time. Pedro Martins, because we like shopping at Olympiacos and I think yeah. getting their manager. I think Ruben Amarim at Sporting Lisbon will be on the list, but he's got a huge release clause and, and they're already annoyed that we took Nunes, so we ain't going to probably go and get their manager as well. Yeah, But these are going to be the kind of managers that we're looking at. It's not going to be a Brendan Rodgers or a Sean Dyche. Or, nah. you know, it's, probably, it's, probably not, it's not going to be Pochettino or Thomas Tuchel yeah. because Pochettino is probably waiting for a big six job and Tuchel's probably looking at, at somewhere like Dortmund to go back there, isn't he, or something. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be looking at Wolves and thinking, oh, I'll, I'll go there and, and rebuild my reputation. His reputation is probably enhanced at Chelsea because they sack managers every year, don't they? So getting yeah. sacked by Chelsea doesn't do anything to your reputation. They're, they're almost on par with uh, Watford. Yeah, but but it works for them, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think we've kind of got to accept it as, as Wolves fans that, you know, we're not going to have a, a an Alex Ferguson who comes here for twenty six years, or a Wenger for fifteen, or we're not going to, we're not even going to have a Stan Cullis now who comes in and, and ends up with a Stan named after him. How Our do you feel about becoming the new sporting director? Sign me up. He's up for it. He's up no, for it, Paul. But but we've got to kind of accept that managers are going to come in with a with a remit, with a job to do, and if they're not up to it, they'll be moved on, and someone will come in who who foes and see as as better or a more sort of fitting upgrade. We we know for a fact, don't we, that Bruno Large was lined up to be Wolves manager long before Nuno left. Yeah. So that there's no reason why there's a manager not out there waiting now for Wolves to pull the trigger on and, and for him to come in and, and take over. I Do think, you think uh, he'll be the manager at West Ham game? Bruno? Yeah. Two weeks' time. 
Gut feeling. Gut, gut feeling is I don't think he will be. Wow. Okay. I, I, might, I might be totally wrong, but I just think there's. I, I've always been a big sort of give him time. You know, I think he's. A, I think he's a good coach, but I'm struggling to make a compelling case for him to stay at the minute. Jack, I love you, man. Because, I, I always because we're not learning. Put things across. Because we're not learning our mistakes. We're not. We're not. In, we, we are improving in some ways, but you can't see a clear pathway. I think that's the important thing. If you could see a clear, it's not working now, but it will. Then I could kind of see why you'd have a bit of patience. But at the minute, it's very scattergun. Like I said earlier, we're a good footballing team, but we don't score goals. So you can't be a good footballing team if you don't score goals, if that makes sense. You know, so who do you think will be the manager at the West Ham game? If you were to call it? Because if, just... if you get this right, we're going to basically put this little clip out. Yeah. Yeah, and, I'll, and I'll put the lottery numbers underneath as well. Yeah, please I've, do. I've got a gut feeling for Villas Boas. Villas Boas. Okay, you heard I, it I, here first from the Wolves um, acting sporting director. Mate, yeah. honestly, you make a lot. I mean, I listen to you. I always listen to you, and you always come across really well. People love having you uh, come on and talk. But, like, the fact that you've turned around and said that your gut feeling is not going to be in the West Ham has really made me think, wow, if Jack thinks that, that then... There might be. Uh, it might be something. So you never know. I mean, my gut feeling is he will be, um, just because. I th- but then I've now you said that I've kind of doubted myself now because I'm just thinking, oh, will they really pull the plug right now? I I always think they're going to give him the next three games, but yeah. I do think that they're looking at options. If you go back to what we were talking about at the end of last season, and yeah. we said if the board are a hundred percent behind him back him, this, that and the other. If there's 1% doubt, yeah. you've got to make that change. There's got to be doubt now, hasn't there? Because of how, oh, how, how poorly you've started the season. I think there's more than 1% doubt yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You you can't be Jeff Shea or whoever's on the board of directors and sitting there thinking Bruno Large is 100% the man for Wolverhampton Wanderers. You can't be sitting there thinking that at the minute because even the most ardent, passionate Bruno Large fan is thinking it's not working. Yeah. Something isn't working. So you've then got to go, well, is it going to change? Is something going to magically happen? The only thing that is going to magically happen, which we've talked about, is Diego Costa comes in and turns into the Diego Costa from five years ago. We've got a focal point. We've got a target man. We've got a natural goal scorer in the team and everything is brilliant. But that's not going to happen because of the way we're playing. You know, we've just talked about how great Erling Haaland is. He wouldn't get the same amount of goals in our team that he does in Manchester City's team. Because we don't create the quality of chances for him. So something has to change. And at the minute, that's probably going to have to be the coach. Because some, because someone's going to have to come in and say to the player, because Neto's playing on the wrong wing. You know, Nunes is not a number 10. He's a, he's a number six or a number eight. You know, Guedes is playing within himself. Pedence is, is, is not quite having the impact in the games. You know, last year, Bruno was getting more out of these players than he is now. And he's now suddenly got his team. You know, so so he can't he can't say, oh, I'm still using Nuno's players. I'm still using. Well, that's Nuno's kind of why system. I thought he might get a bit longer because his argument is he's not had the he's not had the strikers, he's not had the players for long enough. You know, you could see that the way they played in the second half, that they were playing some decent football. They were, you know, it was quite technically good. That's why I thought. But then, I wouldn't be to be if honest, you, mate. I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. No, if I mean, you got I'll just, sacked, just, just to say surprised. that if you. If you think about yesterday's game, 
with the added time and the stoppage time, the game lasted 97 minutes. We were drawing for 55 seconds and Manchester City were winning for 96 minutes and 5 seconds. So, yeah. for, the, for pretty much the entire game, the narrative was Manchester City were winning. So, it's slightly easier to play your football and to push a team when they're already winning. I think the key when you play Man City is to keep it tight and keep yourself in the game. And yeah. we, the game was done after 55 seconds, wasn't it? If we're being really honest, because you didn't think we were going to score yesterday. The best we could hope for is a gritty backs to the wall, nil-nil. Yeah. And, and after and after 55 seconds of the game, that's gone out the window, hasn't it? Well, the whole game has gone straight away. Well, well exactly. They'd, they'd have been on the training ground for two weeks, wouldn't they, with the Liverpool postponement, thinking, right, this is how we're going to get a result against Manchester City. Yeah, and after 33 minutes, you're two 0 down and a man down. <laughs> now, 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 whoever's in charge, if that's the case, they're going to struggle, aren't they? Yeah. But I just don't see how we move forward with with Bruno at the minute, unless this thing with Costa changes the entire team. And I, and I think and I think it's huge. It's a huge amount of pressure. He's even said himself in his interview, "Don't put too much pressure on me." I think there's going to be a huge amount of pressure on Diego Costa when he's fit. Well, because, yeah, because everyone seems to be pinning their hopes on him suddenly scoring loads and loads of goals. Because, yeah. because, like we've just said, the, the thing that's missing from our team is goals. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything else seems to be in place, doesn't it? We've got a great goalkeeper, two really good attacking fullbacks, two very good centre halves, three quality midfielders, some good wide forwards. We just haven't got that that striker. But is Diego Costa the answer? I think it's a huge gamble. I'm excited by the signing. I think he, he could really bring something to the team. Know, we just don't know what we're going to get. Just it's, like it's like a lucky I mean, dip, isn't it? Last time he was in the Premier League, there was no VAR, was there? No. So so he could get away with pinching people's armpits and all sorts, couldn't he? But but with VAR and with Anthony Taylor around, you don't know what, what's going to happen. It's, so, going to be, it's going to be intriguing. Jack, your highlight of the day? Uh, I'm going to... Go with what Lucy said. I think the pre-match tribute for for the Queen. You know, I mean, you were in the in the WhatsApp group for the match day, aren't we? And there was a lot said about how important it was going to be, and I thought it, it kind of went really well, didn't it? And it was obviously very important to to kind of pay that tribute. So I think that was kind of a great thing to do, and it was really good. Okay, I agree with that as well. Uh, performance rating. Uh, performance rating is a difficult one because, like I said, we were losing for ninety eight percent of the game. So it's difficult to kind of judge, isn't it? But I think there was enough positive play at times, and and I think there was, you know, we weren't we weren't embarrassed, we weren't outclassed at times. So you'd probably say a six, six, and yeah. man of the match. Uh, I'm going to go Nunes. I think I think he looked like the only player on our team that could have been wearing sky blue yesterday. Yeah, I think the way the way that he drove with the ball and carried the ball and and some of his passing. I know he gave the ball away for for the goal, but I thought he was really really good. Fantastic. And you ready for the wheel? Yeah, go on. It's going. Here we go. Oh, this is a good one. Go on. You can have three dinner guests, dead or alive. Who are you going to invite? Blimey. Three dinner guests. Yeah. Um, around your house for dinner. Oh, blah, I better have a better have a Hoover first, hadn't I? Um <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Tim Booth from James, my favourite okay. band. So I'd love to have him there. Yeah. Um, I would have Muhammad Ali. I'd bring him back. Yeah. yeah. And I would probably have Billy Connolly as well. Because we're going to need well, some that's, a, that's quite a, 
quite a quite quite lineup that is for round that, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Billy Connolly yeah. and Muhammad Ali. It's like an episode of Parkinson, isn't it? <laughs> it yeah. is. Well, there Jack, we go. Absolutely brilliant as always, no mate. Problem. And um no problem. We'll wait to see um whether your uh, futuristic uh thing comes true. But Jack doesn't his gut feeling is that Bruno won't will not be manager at the uh, the next time. The one question that I will ask you to finish off. If you were Jeff Shee, would you be would you be gone on Tuesday? Like I said, it would all be about the replacement. If I've got someone lined up ready to go, then absolutely. If if I'm not quite sure on that point yet, or the person that I want isn't quite committed yet, then no, I wouldn't push the button yet. And I and I think we've kind of got to realise that as a fan base, it's not going to be sack Bruno, then look for a replacement. It's, they're looking for a replacement already. Yeah. And it'll just be a case. It's it's when not if, I think, with, with Bruno, unfortunately for him. I think it's when not if, isn't it? When not if. There you go. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. No problem. Top Cheers. man. Thanks, Cheers. everyone. Well, this is an epic show. Uh, we've got Thomas, and then I'm going to finish with my buddy Josh, because uh, we always have a little natter. Um, Thomas has uh, wanted to come on. A young lad talks a lot of sense. Not adding for a bit. You've had a bit of an haircut there, Josh. Thomas. Yeah, I have. Yeah, the fringe is gone. Yeah, the fringe is gone. Um, thank you for waiting patiently uh, backstage, mate. And you've been listening to everyone commenting. We've still got 150 people uh, watching the show live. I don't know how many likes are on the video, but if you've enjoyed the content tonight, please smash a like on the video. And if you're brand new uh, watching this, I really appreciate if you could subscribe and hit the bell. Uh, Thomas, um, did you go yesterday or did you watch it on the TV? I watched it on the TV. So you've got a really good view of the game and the commentary and all that sort of jazz. What, yeah. How were you feeling when the game closed at the end? Uh, at the end, it was mixed feelings. At the end, you sort of want it to be over, really, because you've seen the 3-0. Towards the end of the game, we sort of tailed off. At the beginning, throughout parts of the game, I thought some of our passing in the midfield was exceptional. Some of the triangle passing we do to transition into the final third is superb but we are missing that final pass or that final shot so much and I you see we we try and play our game very wide and we try and cross the ball in that's what we'll try and do with Costa as well because he's this big brute of a striker it's not going to work there are too many teams now with massive centre-backs we didn't have a nine yesterday that was our biggest issue I didn't see anyone coming off the bench and impacting that. Semedo should have started. I'm not I sure agree. why. I thought Aitnuri had quite a poor match. Look, he raised there as well. I, I thought Aitnuri was struggled in the first half. I thought he got better in the second half. He needs to release the ball earlier. He he yeah. he's got he can do all this dribbling, and I thought he got caught out in defence quite a bit of the time. But I think then that goes back to some earlier points in the show. Guedes didn't track back enough. I I really liked watching Guedes for parts of the game yesterday because the only other match I've watched so far this season that's been on telly has been Newcastle. And I thought that Guedes and Nunez were both quite sort of... I wasn't really wowed. Yesterday, I saw a player in Nunez that I've been waiting to see for Wolves. Someone like Virginia who just drives forward and wants to make things happen. Guedes has got that as well, but there is not a final product in this team. We've got Neto. We've seen Neto in previous seasons produce something out of the ordinary. Podence, who is superb at points, probably been our main outlet so far this season. 
and then you've got Guedes as well. Huang, for me, is not good enough, which is a shame because the first few Newcastle games where he had, he created a really good partnership with Rao. That's gone now. And Rao's had a lot of injuries. I don't think he's up to it anymore. And Costa's not match fit. He's not played at the Prem standard for a while. So I'm worried goals-wise. Very worried. I think we're all worried about the goals and we want the goals to start coming and, and flowing. I keep, I keep clinging on to this hope that there's going to be this one game and we, we, we all our shots are going to go in and we're going to win, smash them 1-4 or 5-0. I keep thinking it's going to happen at one point, but like it never does. But there you go. Um, so Bruno Large, I mean, it's a talking point. I brought, there's a lot of opinions on it. Are you in the, he needs to go now? Are you in the? Um, he needs another game, three games to the world start the World Cup. Where are you sitting on that as a young man, uh, seeing the team, loving your team? Well, first of all, I think he will be the manager for West Ham. I don't really have a doubt in my mind about that because I don't think the board, the board will have discussions with him. They will say, "Look, if you don't improve, you will not have a job." Because we've seen, we have been from the end of last season to this season, one win in 14 is not good enough. With Especially with spending over 100 million, Nunez, Collins, uh, Guedes, Costa now as well. These are top players um, and we're not finding results. We've got the quality, but he's, it's, it's hard because he didn't have, I don't think that there was enough impact on the bench for him to do something. Chem Campbell is he's only young. He needs to build up a bit more. It's like Fabio. Um, but I I think I'd give Bruno until... I'd, I'd give him the next West Ham, Chelsea, Forest. Chelsea's a tricky one because I'm a very big fan of Graham Potter. I think he's a very, very good manager. Some of his play style is sensational. But I'd give him the next three games... If we don't pick up, because we've got West Ham Forest, I think we'll lose to Chelsea. West Ham Forest, we need to get at least four points out of that. And that's been my lowest. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd push for six, but if we don't get four, I think that it's time to go, which is, which is hard because you don't want to sack your manager because they do try. They obviously try, but sometimes it's not good enough. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. I'm kind of like, that's where I've been sort of thinking the next set of fixtures is his last chance for saloon, really. He's on, but I feel like the ice is very thin and it's starting to crack, but it's not, he's not fell into the ice yet. Um, unless someone gets a pickaxe or throws a rock, and uh, which could be Jeff, and then he'll fall through the ice. But like, he's still walking on the ice at the moment. Um, and there's still positive. I, I, I still feel there's positives in the team. I don't feel I, I, like I say. I feel like I don't feel like we're not playing good football, and we're not mm-hmm. trying to play the ball, and we've got the talent. We're just not. Uh, and there's there's always seems to be with Bruno extenuating circumstances like Raul's not fit, Costa's not fit, Kalaji gets injured, Chikino was out with an ACL. Um, Collins gets sent off now and he's out for the next three games. He must be thinking to himself, it's like it's not that it's not meant to be because yeah. everything seems to it seems to go wrong. He gets the players in and then he gets injured in his first match. Chiquino would have been a big thing. I mean, Triore yesterday. Yeah, Abdul- that was 
Speak, speaking on Traore's Boubacar when he came on, he's not been mentioned yet. I thought some of his movement was really slick. Some yeah. of his passing, he looks like a player who could. It, it's like a Nuri a couple of seasons ago. We get him in loan and see if we can develop. I think there is a hundred ninety nine point nine percent of me believes we will sign him on a permanent because he looked really good. Going back I was to impressed with him. He did make a good cameo. He looked calm on the ball as well. Yeah, going to Adama, that's really... Because if you told me that we'd have Adama, Neves and Diego Costa, I would have laughed. The fact we've got Adama now, and it baffles me how Bruno uses him. Newcastle, we're going on the counter to win the game. He brings on Huang over, I'd say, one of the quickest men in England in football. It that, that day. It was... And, He's we win the game if, you, if I reckon we win the game if he brings Troyery on, not yeah. Wang, we win the game. Yeah, and he's he's always Bruno's never been I don't think I've ever been confident in his substitutions, Bruno. I think he's either left it too late or he's brought on the wrong person, which is another fault. But he's been very unlucky. Sasha was so because I think he wanted that player, that big tall hold the ball, give it to the players to run on and score. That's what he did. With Costa, it's different now. Costa is a finisher. He finishes chances when he wants to. Sasha was someone who could involve the whole team. He's going to have to change his play style to go to Costa. He couldn't have had a worse player to get injured than Sasha, Neves, Nunez. It's so harsh on Bruno, but it's the rules of management. You have to deal with these problems this what life throws at you. This is his job. It's his profession. If he can't get it right, he shouldn't be in this job. But it's going to. I think the proof's going to be in the pudding. What's your highlight of the of the uh, the day? Uh, I didn't go to the game, so. Uh, um, it was well, just it, like... no, I don't know whether you went to the game or not. You could be yeah, just saying, I, oh, I had a I had a chocolate biscuit with my at half time yeah. or something, you know what I mean? I, it could be anything. I, I, I had a really nice bag of Walker's crisp, but uh I think I've just seen just seeing the lads play again. Just it was it was I value watching the team so much when I can. And just seeing some of them especially after they scored their first goal, the way we were passing it about, just with a bit more confidence, it was nice to see. Because there is something in the squad there. It's just, can we progress it now? Paul Ross says Arsenal fans were calling for Arteta's head last season, but look at the now. He's given time to get his own players and mould them and look, what, look at what they're doing. He makes a good point. Your man of the match? Uh, I'd have to go with Nunez. He's, the way he carries the ball forward and so calm on the ball is just something else. Fantastic. And your performance rating? Five six, we we were good in the middle and okay at the back. It was just not good enough going forward. Fantastic! And you ready for for the wheel, the dreaded wheel it. of fortune? Let's do it. Here's it going. It's spinning. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Wonderwall, probably. Wonderwall. Do you like a bit of Oasis then? Yes, of course. Fantastic, mate. Listen, uh, Thomas, thanks ever so much for uh, being so patient and coming on. And you really always talk so well and uh, you make a good point. We will get you on earlier next time. I'll, 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 Josh is on last. He's probably thinking, you know, because I like having a chat with Josh. 
towards the end and stuff like that. We catch up with some band and stuff as well, you know, um, and stuff like that. But he sometimes comes on first. But I love, I love the fact that everyone has got such a, a good opinion. And Josh never minds coming on towards the end because he likes to listen to all of the uh, all of the views. And uh, has, has any of the pundits that you've listened to tonight struck you? Been impressed with uh, their opinions? Changed your mind in any way? Uh, of um. A lot of talk about different managers, Poch and such. I, I'm not really a massive fan of Poch myself, but I agreed with a lot of what Manny said. I'm liking the, the talk of giving him a couple more games, but yeah, um, yeah, I've been definitely weighing up a lot of opinions today. And um, you know, I think you you make a lot of good points again, uh, Thomas. Hopefully, yeah, you can come on again. What you, you you generally come on when you get a chance to go to the game or see the match on the uh, the TV, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for your patience, mate. No problem. See you on the next one. See you later. Thank you. Cheers, mate. So that's Josh. And last up, but no means least. Uh, Sorry, that was Thomas, but last but no means least, we've got Josh, mate. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, man, it's been an epic show tonight. Um, they seem to be getting longer and longer and longer. I'm on my third cup of tea, but there's so many people want to come on. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I might have to start bringing the timer back, I'm guessing, to bring the time down. <laughs> Like uh, Emma's like Emma's like but the old times, it? it's you know going on. But like, mate, thank you. You've sat through the whole show. Um, what have you been thoughts on what you've been hearing? Um, I think it's like the same across the board, and it's some people are willing to give him a few bit more time. Some want him out now. I'm stuck on the middle ground, like some of the say. It's it's one or the other at the moment. I'm in the middle. You think about it, and it is. Do you think now time is slightly ticking on him? Um. We play good spells of football, which you can't finish. There's yeah, but then how well, long are we going to keep saying that for? I know it's like it's it's the ongoing problem. We've been talking about it for a long, long time. To be to be honest, mate, it's like the the goal scoring record last year was one a game, mm. um, and we were saying that was bad. And this year, it's like it's not even point five a game. It's because we've only scored three and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when we go to the games, you know, I go pretty much home and away. You go home and away. Uh, Jack goes home and away. You know, a lot of the guys that come on here that, you know, and then you go in and you're not seeing goals. Mm. Um, you go to every game with hope and stuff and and and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. Like, you want to see your team scoring some goals and yeah. winning games. And, um <laughs> You know, when I think back on it, it's like I keep doing my match vlogs and stuff like that. And um, I've only seen them win once in the last 14 Premier League games. When you actually think back, we've I've seen our team win one time yep. in the last 14 Premier League games. And we've scored at Molyneux since April, four goals since April. And Manchester City have scored eight. And they've only played there for two matches. Yeah, um, it puts everything in perspective. And I, I've been, all, I, I kind of like, I've been. I really want Bruno Large to be a success. Um, I really want it to work. I keep hoping that it's going to click. Yeah, uh, and I, I see, always try and see positives, and I always try and then think, oh well, there's this reason, and he hasn't had this. He's not had the players. Mm. The strikers aren't fit. 
you know, he's, in, he's having all this bad luck and now Collins is... And I always think there's a reason why, but then, which is why I think the, the next three games, but then you think back and like what point, it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Where yeah, are you? What? Where are you with it, with Bruno? What, what, what's your gut feeling right now? I mean, how are you, what are you that you, is it time? Does he need um, more time? I don't, if, if they are going to, I don't think it will be this international break. I think they'll give him till next end of next month when we've got the international break again at the end of October, start of November. Is there another the international break at the end of... I think there is. Can you check that for me, uh, producer Emma, please? Is there another international break? I think, um, think we've got, we got one in October and then you've got the last, I think there's four games after that. Then it's the, the World Cup, I think. But um, I think I if they're going to do it... But I wouldn't be surprised if they do anything this week. I wouldn't be surprised. Someone put on the uh, thing earlier, I didn't put it on the screen, but someone said he's already been sacked, but they've just not announced it yet mm. because of the Queen thing. But I, I don't see that. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think you can sack him after that after the Manchester City game because like, you're going into that not expecting anything mm. anyway, really. And if you yeah. get, and I thought the performance, especially in the second half, was, was fantastic, which is why I came, I, I came out buzzing about, about it. Like I was probably a bit over the top with my, my rating. But everyone around me in the stand where I was was really quite positive about how mm -hmm. we played. And so yes. on that basis is why I think, you know, he, need, he should have... It's not like we were absolutely dog rubbish. We we we, we played our football. Yeah. No. I say second half, we'd, we'd move the ball around well, even with 10 men. I know people were saying, why didn't he bring a centre-half on? But I honestly thought Neves dropping back actually kind of worked because he was allowed to I then did. run into midfield and play the ball through like he normally would. Um, I did. I, I saw the same. We have an update from the producer. Can you say that again, please? There's this international break, but then it is only a few weeks to the World Cup, November the 13th. And there's no breaks in between before the World Cup. It's this. So then after... That's what she's saying. After this, she's saying um, that literally... There is no more. Uh, there's not another international break. It's all um, this. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if you're looking at it, we've got the international break now. We've got West Ham first of October, Chelsea the eighth, Nottingham Forest on the fifteenth. We've got Palace away on the Tuesday the eighteenth. Then we've got Leicester City at home on the twenty third. Brentford on the 29th. Yes, the 29th. And then we've got the 5th, the 9th and the 12th of November. So there is no break. No, there isn't. I thought, I thought there was possibly another one, but there isn't. Is there by the looks of it? So there's no break. So there is. No. If, if, after after this, we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. There's another 9 matches, mm. which will bring us up to um, 16 matches of the season, almost a halfway point. Um but he ain't going to get nine games. I think he, no. he he gets. I think he gets up to Forest. Yeah. Um, or maybe even the, the the Forest, and then they make a change. If, if how many points does he what does he need to get from West Ham, Chelsea, and Forest to, you know, what what's what outcomes do we want? Um, we'd say at least six. So he's got to beat West Ham. He's got to beat, he's got to beat West Ham and Forest. I think if he loses to Forest at home, I think that would be the last one because 
Forest, you know, okay, they've changed all the team. They they can't win. They, they, their team's not gelling at all because they've yeah. basically brought in like the the twenty two players or something yeah. like that. You know, Morgan Gibbs White's going to probably come and have a worldie that day. Yeah. You could just probably Bolly will be like a rock. Probably nothing will pass. <laughs> it's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, uh, I guess time will tell. They might. We might be doing a special on Tuesday, and he's uh, he's gone. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> and Jack will be telling us all about. Uh, he's been having a chat with uh, Villas Boas, and uh, he'll be in. But you know, so if they are going to make a change, actually, yeah, it would make sense to do it to now. Do it this week. Yeah. In the gap, it would make sense if they're going to do it. They've, they've got the. I mean, they're not going to make a change of manager during the transfer window. Yeah. I um, don't think they'll do it during the World Cup because, like, the, the half the players will be gone anyway. Yeah, well, well, yeah, they come back and then on the uh, on the on the uh, Boxing Day we're straight back in it again. So mm. the the guys, interesting, isn't it? So it, it's either going to happen now or it's going to happen after the. Oh. Yeah. Jack might be right, you know. Mm. He might be right. He's got feeling, might be correct. Anyway, um, your highlight of the day? Um, like they said, probably the... Um, the oh, I forgot the word I was going to say, but the um, the bit at the start before the game for, for the Queen, I thought that was quite... That, that was probably the highlight of the day. That was well respected from everybody, I think. Yeah, More I think it's a mainly good point you make there. And your man of the match? Uh, I'm following Jack and Thomas. I'm going to go Nunes. I, yeah, Nunes. I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, I thought he did really well. He's, he's a player, isn't he? And your performance rating? Five. <laughs> a solid five. Yeah. And are you ready for the last spin the wheel of the uh, of the evening? You love this bit, don't you? Yeah. This is really popular. People kind of like the uh, the spin the wheel because it's, it's something a bit fun. And we're going to spin it. It's going. To, it's going. It's what you're going to get then, mate. Let's see what we get. Now, can you? This one question came up earlier, and it couldn't be answered. So, luckily enough, I did have a thing. I never thought about it when it came up. So, the first thing I'd, I'd do is get everything paid off for my family. Anything they needed paying off, anything that they wanted, that'd be the first thing I'd do for them. Yeah. And then uh, once I'd sorted all them out, I'd then do everything I wanted to do. So, house, holidays. <laughs> You're gonna get your yeah, house, book a holiday in one day. Yeah, get it all done. <laughs> get it all done. It's like you get everything you need to do. What you've got in for the day? Anything else? Um, I don't know. I so said more, more, more for just sorting, sorting family members out, and helping friends out, and, and doing that sort of thing. So I know everyone I know and myself is all settled for life, basically. Carl says we should do a spin the wheel question for for all of us there. Do you think we should? Yeah. For everyone else. <laughs> Just quickly, last last thing to finish on. Let's do it. Just because Carl's asked now. This is for the, everyone in the chat, but you have to smash a like on the video, please. We're going to bring the spin the wheel back very, very quickly. And this is for everyone in the chat to answer the question. He was spinning it. We can't have that one again. We've just had it. <laughs> Here we go. We're not going. I'm not going with that one. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Third time, okay. Here we go. Yeah, we've had that one. <laughs> We're going to spin again one more time. 
we will put some more questions on. There you go. Look, you, I won't ask you, Josh, because no, this is for the guys in the chat. Um, the guys in the chat, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? Keep it clean. Keep it clean. We're going to bring Jack on for this as well for the end um, because uh, we want to see what everyone else will change the backdrop. Thanks again to Wolf Life uh, for, for, for jumping in today. And we're grateful if you'd like Always Wolves on Facebook. Um, and if you would be kind enough um, to um, follow Always Wolves on their socials as well. TikTok, Facebook and Twitter. And you want to check out the FIFA one that I did. If you like your FIFA, um, did you see my FIFA video? Yeah, I thought that was quite good. I enjoyed that. Um, actually in the, the, the Wolves dressing room. So let, have we got some answers? Um, extra time, one longer and longer, but that's the only only good for us fans. We get a millionaire would pay off Bruno. That wasn't the question. Um, uh, Carl says, leaving his mobile phone in a hotel room before going to the Wolves came. That's the most embarrassing thing that you did. What was on your phone? <laughs> Chris says, the most embarrassing thing I witnessed was my missus on a blizzard mountain White water, water ride coming off the ski lift and the bottom half of bikini staying staying on the lift. <sighs> okay. Bet that was a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Well, no one else seems to be joining in on this one. So, you know, we're going to give them, a, give them 30 seconds to put the answer out and then, uh, oh, oh, here we go. Asked not so blessed assistant in the KFC. Oh, chicken pieces. I was a bit worried about that one then. The whole shop burst out laughing. I thought for a second then I was a bit worried, but it's okay. Chicken breasts. Um, Wolves one can't answer. Um, Chris says it was fantastic. Um, my watch told me, says Carl, it was left behind. Mate, I would notice if my if my phone wasn't in my pocket. I wouldn't need my watch to tell me. I'd be thinking, where's my phone? <laughs> I've left it in the hotel room. Um, but there you go. I'm on my phone all the time doing different things. Have you two got an embarrassing moment that you'd like to share before we finish the show after two hours and 23 minutes? The longest one, new record. No, I'll answer the other question about if I was a millionaire, what I'd do. Go on. I'd, I'd buy West Brom and I'd give Steve Bruce a lifetime contract. Oh, I love it. I love it. There we go. Yeah. They'd Josh. love that. They'd love that, wouldn't they? They love about, him there, don't they? Yeah, they do. What about you, Josh? Um, Most embarrassing. Yeah. Probably falling in Bagridge, Bagridge Pool. Not Bagridge Park, the ones. Falling and I had to literally borrow, borrow somebody else's... It was well into their teeth. I had to borrow their wolf shirt just to keep me dry. It was the only thing literally I had on. So I was about seven at the time. Oh, Walking back through Bagridge Park with just, just this wolf shirt on and that was it. <laughs> Soaked. Classic moment. Listen, everyone, um, you know, we've still got well over 100 watching. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been a long show. Um, you know, it's been a, 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 it's been a really long show today and... Um, there's been lots of questions, but it's great to have people coming on to the show to talk about all these different things. Thanks to everyone that's uh, contributed from the point. If you ever want to get on, 
do that. That's please. It's always good to get these points of views. The the proof will be in the pudding with Bruno Large. Will he be getting the next two or three games? Will he get the West Ham game? Will he be gone? If Jack thinks it might happen and Villas Boas might come in or someone else by the time is Wolves going to press the thing? You know, we don't know. The answers will, of course, come. But the one thing that we know is that we will be here come what may that happens at the next show. And we thank you very much. So, um, yeah, if you're listening to back on the podcast, I hope you've enjoyed it. Please leave us a, a comment. Leave a comment in the description. Sorry, in the comment section below. Smash a like on the video, subscribe. And until the next one from myself, Jack, Josh, and everyone else, good night, God bless, always wolves. Always wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.